Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. I can't do it. Uh, what's up, boys and girls? This is going to be episode 219 of the Black Flag Podcast. Uh, as always, I am Charlie Samworth. To my left is Bradley Saucier. To his left is Bobby Timmons. Uh, together we make up at Black Flag Pod on all things social media. Uh, we all had busy weekends, I feel. Uh, sometimes at the same place, sometimes not. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, Bob, you got something to say, don't you? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit of sad news um, last night on the main racing front. If you... Uh if you've seen the Nelcar Legend series, you knew the blue and white 399. Uh, Bob Weymouth passed away last night. He was uh, just six days away from being 59 years old. Um, I don't know what happened. It appears like it was a brief illness. Um, unfortunate. Bob was uh, he was a character. You know, he was um, one of a kind for sure. Uh, I saw a couple people summed it up. He was the legend of legend cars. Uh, everybody knew who he was. Um, fierce competitor sometimes a giant pain in the ass to race with but um overall just a really good dude and uh, i learned a lot from him as did a lot of race car drivers from our generation and uh, he'll be missed so um rest in peace bob weymouth uh former ice racer i believe right yeah he, he uh, raced motorcycles and that's what what got him into the legend cars was the motorcycle engine uh, nature of them um he knew everything about those yamaha engines and uh, he, he cut tires for them um you know, raced, uh, like I said, motocross, raced on the ice, like you said. Uh, loved uh, loved his beer. So next time you're having a, a Bud Light or a uh, who's a big fan of Moat Mountain a Brewery in uh, New Hampshire, Conway area, be uh, it'll be for, for Bob. Uh, never really trust uh, people with three-digit numbers, but he was for sure one of the ones you could, I feel. Uh, certainly was always one to watch out for. And uh, when I was younger, for sure, probably before you were even in Legend Cars, Bob, he was he was the guy. Oh yeah, he, he was, was the guy to beat. He was the guy when I started running them. Um, <clears throat> not always didn't always see eye to eye, which was which was pretty normal. Uh, I think everybody has a has plenty of good stories and also a bad story or two to go along with Bob. But like I said, he was a genuinely good dude and uh, 
get him away, <clears throat> get him away from the racetrack in the heat of battle. He was uh, he was a hell of a guy for sure. Well, uh, moving moving forward, back here. to your regular scheduled penis jokes. Yes, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, we all had busy weekends. I feel, uh, Bradley, you uh, you made the trek down uh, down to Massachusetts. Got stuck in traffic, right? And uh, had a did you sizzle? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely a lot of sizzling that goes on on 495 southbound. Um, Mainly brain cells. Yeah, it's uh, it's just I don't know what. Massachusetts as a whole is just the one of the worst states that's ever been invented. But um, whatever. So uh, yeah, we uh, we started started last week uh, go karts. Actually, um, we uh, opening or we opened Bartlett Bridge Raceway last week, and uh, feel like that went uh, as even though we were a little bit late, and uh, obviously there's some bugs that you got to uh, got to. I don't know, get out, I guess, uh, as the, at the start of the season. I felt like uh, all in all it was a pretty solid night. Yeah, we, um, we didn't call anybody a cunt on a hot mic. No. Uh, no. Nobody nobody flipped. Week, um, week one is always like it should be a preseason game, um, but it's not. It's actually week one. Um, like you said, we started a little late. Intermission probably went too long, but we still were wrapped up by 10 o'clock, which is really all we can ask for. Um, relatively drama-free, I feel like. Um I've only had one guy message me on Facebook saying he's all done racing there. So that's good. Good, solid, uh, <laughs> solid week. <laughs> that was quick. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Nobody likes being put to the back when they spun, when they get spun out. So, Or when they spin somebody out, rather. Um, but it's going to happen every time. So I don't know what to tell you. That, yeah. That, I, that's just motorsports in general, I feel. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty, uh, <laughs> well, pretty well, Welcome to big-time auto racing. Whatever, uh, whatever you're racing, yeah. Um, but no, uh, go-karts was great. Yeah. Um, Felt pretty comfortable after the first set of heat. I feel like it was probably about four or five heat races, and then uh, I felt like it was um, something I had ever done before. Um, kind of just seeing all the names pop back up because we were at the driver's meeting, Charlie and I looked at each other, and we're like, well, I feel like there's a lot of new faces here. And then the uh, timing and scoring came up, and there was about five of them, I think. So um, a lot of lot of familiar names and uh, a, lot a lot of people. Of, that... uh, a lot of faces that are a foot taller than I remember. Yes, yeah. that's probably it. That's <laughs> I, think, probably I think that's the nature of go-kart racing is you watch all these kids grow up and children turn into adults over the off-season. <laughs> yeah, you go the six, seven, eight months or whatever it is in between uh, the last race and the first race and what were little boys and little girls are now men and women out there in fucking go-karts. And yeah. yeah, Bradley and I were literally looking at each other, I don't know a fucking person here. And then we're like, Oh, it's yeah, it's do. the same people. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's literally everyone that we <laughs> called uh, last oh. year. The, um, the only hiccup we did have, though, was uh, the the computer didn't really work um, at all for the first handful. Yeah, there of times. was a glitch in the scoring system um, the first couple of heat races. Eddie had to uh, <laughs> had to jingle jangle some wires to get some shit to work. But... We did uh, we did mind fuck ourselves though when we found out that we could have a full screen. Mm. Whoa! Uh, didn't yeah. I didn't know that for I've been doing this for five years now. Yeah. Um. So before we would have five names pop up and you'd let it like rotate through, and you're just trying to catch up with like what the computer says to what's on track and like try to make sense of it all. And cocksucker, is there just one button that makes that one full <laughs> screen and you can see all the names all at it, once? It's one of those things where like it came up and it worked, and you're like, holy shit! No one touch <laughs> don't anything. Touch it. <laughs> do not touch whatever you do. Don't even look at it. That like, being too said, long. That being said, and, for this Friday. Couldn't tell you how I did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, we'll, so you're gonna have to learn to do it again this week. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But no, I think all things considered, like you said, for an opening night, uh, it, it could have been way worse. So uh, and a yeah. quick, quick turnaround. We're back again this Friday night, um, week two, which is good. Um, you know, they don't typically race it back to back weeks, but uh, I feel like after last week, we probably need uh, one more quick, quick week to uh, get back into the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't think that this week will uh, will hurt anything. But yeah, like you said, we're out by ten. Um, 
Charlie and I in the downtime that we had, um, we're watching a little bit of the broadcast of the Spring Sizzler, the Friday portion of it. Um, before uh, we actually went green in go-karts, I actually ended up watching um, about an hour of heat races and stuff like that. And uh, it was just good to obviously see uh, the people at Stafford uh, out there on the track finally after a, a little rain out. And uh, then uh, I got in the car um, right before 10 o'clock and I was heading down to Sean Foster's house, um, our resident Connecticut correspondent. And um, I, uh, I turned on the American Canadian Tour race and uh, I you know, was about halfway through Massachusetts. And I'm like, they're still racing. I legitimately might get to Stafford by the time this is over. Um, and I checked, like I clicked over on my, my little, you know, timer fucking time driving and, uh, miles driven since, uh, the last start, I guess. And I was like, yeah, you've driven like, uh, 92 miles and you've gone like an hour and 40 minutes. And they were like, I want to say like, 57 laps into the race and it was a 75 lap show um and i ended up i I ended up getting to stafford and when i pulled into stafford springs connecticut there was a ton of haulers that were still leaving the racetrack um and like i said i i left from about two hours and 45 minutes away so um didn't obviously get there for the races um didn't get a text back from uh, daddy sean uh sean went mia I, i hope he's okay he is famous for that um I uh, texted him Thursday uh, asking him because uh, my, my schedule for the entire summer changed uh, fairly abruptly. Um, Why? What happened? Uh, honestly, I'm not really too sure. <laughs> if I had a, a great answer for you, I'd let you know, but I can just tell you that... Uh, the, Sounds uh, like some bitch named Polly's account. The uh, the parking lot northbound in Maine um, will probably be... Uh, it went from about every Thursday and every Saturday attendance to... Um, you can guarantee the Ox 250 we'll be maybe, there. We'll be there in August. Maybe, maybe <laughs> another one um, sprinkled in there. But, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, won't be working the bar at Oxford. I know that there was a ton of pals that um, used to come out in droves and uh, just enjoyed, you know, coming and just saying what's up and, and seeing uh, seeing myself and, and Bobby and Charlie when they weren't racing or doing something. And, uh, yeah, I won't be down there for a while i would assume um freed up my saturday though so i could go to stafford and i texted sean almost immediately and i was like hey what are the chances i could stay at your place and he's like yeah i mean whatever so and we won't invite 32 people back to your house this time yes yeah i I, honestly i wanted just to go to i was going down solo and i really just wanted to show up and have everything go smoothly so i could be like don't the the last time went fine you know because i still can't really say that currently but um yeah, so I got in the, uh, before actually go karts even started. I just got to the track and I texted him and I was like, "Hey, I'll let you know when I leave." No response back. Ten ten o'clock, leaving go karts. Hey, like I'm gonna get there on twelve forty five. No response back. About forty five minutes later, texted him. Hey, I'm probably gonna be more like one. No response back. I'm like, well, I'm sleeping in the back of the Tacoma. So well, it makes you feel better. I texted him today too and didn't hear back. So uh, that actually does make me feel a lot better. Thank you for that, Bob. Yeah, I'm trying to get him to not make us race fucking last on <laughs> Saturday. I have a three and a half hour ride home and I don't want to be racing at midnight again like the last time I went to Waterford. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about next weekend at the end of the show. Yeah. So I, I uh, got down there and uh, it was. I mean, it was a little bit before one. I would assume that there was still some festivities that were going on. I was falling asleep uh, at the very end of that drive, and there was absolutely no way I was going to go try to find anyone to uh, hang out. Um, not only was I sober and they were probably pissed drunk at the time, but also uh, I just I was not going to catch up. Didn't have any alcohol. Knew that Connecticut doesn't sell um, booze at gas stations like Maine does, and uh, I just parked the park or parked the truck in the parking lot. 
threw all my sweatshirts that I had with me in the back seat, made one as a pillow, one as a, a curtain to block the goddamn fucking garage strobe light that was coming from the pit area into the <laughs> into the cab of my truck. Um, and that people. I was just whatever parked. you whatever you do, don't move your truck. Oh yeah, I parked in the wrong spot, but there was so many people like walking around that it was like The Walking Dead. You could just like kind of see their silhouettes, and I was just like, they definitely just watched me get fucking ass naked and jump in the back of this truck, and I'm probably not going to move it because, uh, well, I, uh, I I don't want to make any more scene, and I uh, don't want to have to uh, show a, a different group of people that I am going to be jumping in the back seat of my truck. Um, and uh, so yeah, I just made just put a little curtain up, put um, you know a sweatshirt as a pillow, put one as a uh, blanket, and just uh, actually telling you, I I need to usually be very comfortable to fall asleep. I fell asleep and slept like a rock for about four hours. Um, obviously that's not a long time, but once, once the sun came in, it was it's all gonna be all bets off. But uh, that's just how tired I was. Felt like something I, about uh, going to truck is just the best night's sleep of all time. <laughs> I disagree. I usually <laughs> can never fucking sleep. No. Um, and honestly, I was shocked when I uh, it was like one thirty. Like uh, Amanda's like, can I call? I was like, yeah, sure. Fucking knocked out. Woke up at like four forty-five. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, and uh, then I went back to sleep actually for an hour, and then uh, I uh, tried to buy alcohol in the state of Connecticut at seven thirty. They said no. Um, apparently, tough. apparently at grocery stores you can't do that till ten. So, um, yeah, that was a tough one. But how many times have we gone to racetracks without alcohol before we need to learn just to get it beforehand? Uh, we drove yeah. all we drove all the way to Wall Stadium, New Jersey, without beer. And tried to find beer and couldn't <laughs> yeah. find it. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one was a a, a big conundrum because uh, it was Thanksgiving. We it was Thanksgiving, <laughs> and we were gonna get there super late, and we wanted alcohol for being in the hotel. And we're like, oh, well, they're probably not gonna sell it to us at fucking two a.m. So we stopped at about every fucking liquor store and like gas station that said they sold alcohol in the state of New York, New York, on the way to New York City and like Connecticut. We stopped there and. Uh, Places that said that they were open on Facebook, like weren't open. They had they'd have like a piece of printer paper that was like no longer open for today. And you're like, okay, that's fantastic. So then we found like a BP <clears throat> or something in like the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. BP is sketchy enough as it is, <laughs> yeah. let alone in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let alone walking in there to get fucking and then eighteen gets, cases of beer, four cases of Corona lights, <laughs> glasses clanging around everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you finally found your honey hole. You gotta, you gotta get them all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they were, like prohibition was coming. Yeah. <laughs> it like, we just was. Needed, we just need one. It like, was. We we're about to get we're, into New Jersey. Yeah, we're going to just get up in the morning and Rusty get comes more. Forty-eight beers. Got a pallet of beer. <laughs> so why are they driving a forklift around? <laughs> why is Rusty driving the forklift? Why? Why is my backpack with all my clothes strapped to the roof now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was quite the trip. And yeah, I just, I got there and, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna be that type of person. I know that we have a few friends that are, uh, one of those types of people that'll just show up to a party and, uh, search around for everyone else to give them alcohol. And, uh, frankly, I just don't like being that person. So, um, yeah, I just went to truck, fell asleep, woke up and, uh, started Saturday real early. Um, luckily there was a liquor store that's right in front of the grocery store that opened at eight 30. Liquor. For some reason they <laughs> can't, door. they can't sell it till 10 at the grocery store that's 100 feet behind it i don't know i don't make the rules uh connecticut seems dumb greedy corporate fat cat <laughs> um big but, alcohol is kind of sus yeah <laughs> big alcohol is kind of sus um yeah. but yeah i just it was it was honestly repeal prohibition i'm glad that it was a, a nice day outside because waking up at 6 30 and having pretty much nothing to do means a whole lot of uh beer drinking and uh just wandering around the pit area i'm obviously able to see uh, some familiar faces one thing in uh my notes we're gonna have ron silk on here in about 
uh, five minutes. Um, <clears throat> actually, probably a little bit less than that. But uh, one thing I did want to bring up, one of the first things I saw was uh, went over and saw Alexandra Fern. She was um, talking over, or she was talking to someone over by um, Mike Junior's car, and uh, she was wearing a shirt that just said allegedly. And I was like, ah, that shirt's pretty funny. And I was like, on my way out, I was just gonna go you know, grab another high noon or whatever. And she's like, wait, no, you gotta come see my car. And I'm like okay she's like they made me put a rookie stripe on it's kind of funny and i was like you want me to come look at a yellow stripe on the back of your car and she's like no like it just kind of goes along with me being petty and i'm like okay like what the fuck could like how what are you what are you doing with a rookie stripe that's going to be like you know comical in any sense so i was like all right it's you know it's 8 30 i'll entertain whatever she's about to show me get over to the back of her car she uh since she's ran in the late models for like the last couple of years, I think not like weekly, but she's done it at least one start the last few years. And obviously raced there forever. They made her put a rookie stripe on. So her rookie stripe is yellow. And then cut out is allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just, I wanted Respect to shine, shine a light that. on that. That was, uh, that was definitely pretty funny. That was definitely Herfitch's <laughs> first big day. <laughs> so that was the. Uh, this that was... is in fact my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Hooting does in fact lead to holler. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the first thing that I really saw um, on uh, on Saturday morning. So that was that was pretty funny. Um, and uh, yeah. So obviously uh, we'll get into a little bit more of Saturday when uh, we have the winner of Saturday's portion, the uh, the Napa Spring Sizzler, the fifty uh, first running of the greatest race in the history of spring coming up and uh i guess it's probably a good time to just throw it on over to ron silk all right boys and girls so as we just alluded to and bradley just sent us off to on the other end of the zoom call we have the most recent winner down at the uh stafford motor race plex uh in the connecticut racing motor racing series deal <laughs> with no fenders and such uh he's the guy that uh i think we all watched growing up and uh you're still kicking ass apparently ron silk on the end of the call how goes it pal that's going good guys thanks for having me on yeah no thank you um not only for coming on here but uh this is charlie talking and uh i need to thank you still for saving my dog uh at the uh, the world series at thompson when he decided to be a little peckerhead and run out of the camper and of all people he ends up in your arms yeah, no problem, man. I have a dog. I uh, I saw him running around. I, I knew you must have been worried, so I was glad I could help. Hey, yeah, if if, if anybody was to save him, you're, you'd be probably top three pick, so I appreciate that. But uh, obviously, <laughs> no we know who you are. We, we've watched you uh, do the race carring for quite a while, and uh, you obviously still don't suck at it. But uh, for those that don't know who a Ron Silk is or what the Ron Silk story is, uh, who the fuck is Ron Silk? Um, pretty much just a normal guy. Uh, I'm a plumber by trade. Um, got started racing when I was uh, very young. My father got me involved racing go-karts when I was like seven. Um, kind of did that for years, uh, all over the country and, and had some success doing that. And when I was 16, I started running an SK at Waterford and I really wasn't very good at it. I was pretty good at ripping the right front suspension off it for quite a while, but, uh, eventually figured out where that was and how to not bounce it off the fence and uh been pretty much doing that you know racing modifieds in the northeast and east coast since then um i don't know i'm not really an exciting guy well i i i think uh i think i'd like to beg to differ to that because you always do something cool on the racetrack uh no matter what car you're in uh you've been fortunate enough to dabble in uh, a lot of different people's race cars and stuff and uh you know, obviously, if you if you jumped into a modified at 16, uh, you've had some experiences, I'm sure, right? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, you know, I've been fortunate enough to drive for a lot of great car owners over the years. Um, certainly, you know, couldn't do it without all them. This is a, a very expensive hobby, as we all know. So I've uh, been fortunate in that regard and really haven't raced much outside of mod like never really raced anything full fendered or anything got to race a super modified a couple times at oswego which was fun but uh pretty much have mostly run you know sks at the start of my career and and uh you know tour type modified since then is that due to just the not, not having the opportunity to do it or you're just allergic to fenders yeah, I mean, I, I would, uh, I would certainly give it a try. I mean, I don't know the, the fender racing isn't so popular around here. It's kind of a modified country. Um, and just, I really, you know, I, I'm not really in that circle. Don't know a lot of people that own them. So haven't really been presented with the opportunity to do it. You did run a Granite State Pro Stock Series race at Waterford, and the only reason I know that is because I accidentally doored the shit out of you coming out of two, so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. No offense taken. Um, I would have done it to you, too, so no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I mean, talking about this past weekend, obviously the, the Spring Sizzler is a big event. It's uh, obviously one of our big kickoff weekends here in the Northeast, so... Walk us through this weekend, and then obviously it worked out in your favor, but uh, walk us through that race. Yeah, um, it was really, you know, kind of a, a flawless weekend for us, which is nice. You know, it rarely goes that way in racing. Um, we, uh, you know, we went there and tested the week before the Sizzler was originally supposed to be and um, was really happy with the car. And it, when we unloaded it on Friday and went out and practiced, it had tons of speed and drove really well. Um, got fortunate with our draw, you know, didn't, didn't get stuck in the back of the heat race and, and was able to start our heat second. And, uh, that just kind of makes the, the weekend go by a lot easier. I mean, you could have the best car in the pit area. And if you start last in an eight lap heat race, when everyone's on stickers, you just can only do so much in eight laps. So, uh, we were able to get through the qualifiers unscathed and start on the front row for the feature, which was nice. And, um, just right off the bat, I knew that we had made the right adjustments for the race. The car was excellent right from the start and was able to get the lead early. And it was nice to lead all those laps at $150 a lap. That really bumped up our, uh, our you know, what we were able to take out of there for sure. Yeah, speaking of uh, leading a bunch of laps at $150 a lap, actually, we'll just get right into one of the first Patreon questions. So uh, I did just have down in my notes, you obviously won your heat race. Um, I, I did thank you, actually, after the race was all over for winning me some money. Uh, our good friend Mike Rainville did a, a race pool, like I mentioned. Uh, I haven't brought it up on the show yet, but uh, it paid actually the winner of the heat races, uh, the dual race, and the feature the feature obviously being like $150 payday. And uh, you actually went out there, won your heat, won your duel. And obviously I took home over $35,000 winning uh, the spring sizzler, but uh, you did not lead lap 69. And we actually had sponsored lap 69. So the first question from one of our Patreon pals is uh, from Mason Dunn. And he says, uh, does the wind feel a little empty having not led lap 69? Yeah, I mean, I, Certainly it does. Uh, that would have been the capper <laughs> to make it a perfect day. But, um, you know, I don't know when I took the lead back. I don't know if it was like, like lap 74 or 75, whatever it was. Um, but yes, it makes it a little bit empty that we didn't lead that lap for sure. <laughs> you had to just share a little bit of the wealth with uh, uh, with Doug Colby. I, I respect the uh, the generosity that you had there. 
Yeah, I, I you know, I think um I think that those guys had a really good car too. I saw in practice that they could run, you know, really fast lap times consistently. I think their weekend got a little bit derailed with uh what happened to them in the in the duel. I know they had to use one of their uh, you know, allotted tires that they got to flatten the in the duel, which I think held them back a little bit, but they were just on a different pit strategy than we were. And I think that probably, uh, I mean, they still ran third. They had a great race, but I think he probably, that was a car that uh, could, could have contended for the win had they weekend gone a little bit better. Well, obviously you've had some, you know, a ton of big wins in your career, but just the format of this race and just how you know difficult it is to try to just stay, you know, relatively unscathed throughout the whole weekend with uh, how much of a shit show that the, uh, the heat races or, or maybe it was a dual races. I was watching on flow uh, periodically at the go-kart track when we were announcing, but um, just, just this weekend seemed like it was a, just such a big weekend for you. Is there, is this uh you know, pretty, pretty far up there is, uh, you know, one of the biggest wins of your career or, uh, is there, is there other ones that are, you know, equally as big or more meaningful for you? Well, I think anytime you like win the race that day, it's like, feels like the biggest race of your career. I mean, they're just, they're not easy to win, but I think, um, you know, with all the history that the, the sizzler has and the names that have won it, um, and just like the atmosphere at Stafford, like with what the Aroots have done, you know, what they're putting back into that place. It's it's cool. Like some of these races we go to, it just doesn't feel like you're at much of an event. You're at a race, you go race, you go home. But that just kind of had like, uh, I don't know, I think it did last year, too. It just had the race had a special vibe to it. And uh, I would say that's probably... You know, I would say that's my biggest win in my career. Certainly with the with the $35,000 payday, that means a lot. But just the whole weekend and 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 the history of that race uh, means a lot to me to win it for sure. Yeah, the one of the uh, one of the noticeable things, I guess, after the race was over, I went over and I had talked to Woody and uh, need to thank Woody for actually helping set this interview up. But um, he one uh, someone came over to him with the uh, just kind of the purse and the payout, and uh, he found out that it was like a fourteen thousand dollars swing or like a twelve thousand dollars swing from first <laughs> to second, and he was uh, he was a little bit more dejected than he uh, he would have been. Had he had not found that information out after uh, you know finishing on your bumper coming coming to the last lap, yeah, he was definitely coming hard at the end. Um, yeah, it's always a big difference, unfortunately, from first to second in these in these payoffs. But uh, that's the way it goes, man. The winner gets the most money. I uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was gonna say usually the bigger the payout, the bigger the drop off there is. So. <laughs> yeah, it seems but, uh, to work that way. <laughs> now, now that uh, I mean, you've you've checked this box, obviously, but uh. You know, moving forward, there's not much you really haven't done, I feel, in a modified or uh, other things, I guess. So what what's left on the bucket list for you? I don't know. I was looking, you know, I was supposed to uh, go out to Lake Erie um, this this year and run the Race of Champions race um, for some guys out from Bill Putney and Joe Stearns out of Western New York. That's a race that I've never been able to participate in. It's kind of always against the fall final, typically schedule wise. So I was really looking forward to go be, you know, get to be a part of that, which it got rained out again and pushed back for another year. So I don't know if that's actually ever going to work out, but I, I mean, there's still a lot, lot more to accomplish. Uh, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to win a, a NASCAR tour championship in 2011. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a long time ago. So I'd like to, you know, that's our goal this year with the 16 is to, uh, is to try and get another one of those since I don't know points racing can kind of be a drag at times. Like you, you have to be a little bit conservative at times when you 
maybe you could take a chance and try and win the race, but you, you just can't afford to finish 12th, 13th, 14th. So I don't know that that becomes a bit of a drag, but that's our goal. Um, I've, you know, drive for a great team that has provided us with everything that we need to be successful. So we just got to go out and be successful. That's that's fair enough. And uh, I, do we have any more questions on the Patreon form? Yeah, we got a we got a few here. Uh, <clears throat> we'll get Woody like like we said. Woody had a whole litany of questions here. So <laughs> the uh, the first one, uh, Ronnie, why was your dog going ham in the Riverhead parking lot and trying to break your arm? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was he's a boxer and he was a puppy. He was uh, he was a little <laughs> fired up at the track. I can't believe that's the question he came up with to ask. No, there was four more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one was, uh, what happened to James Savali in North Carolina that ended up taking him, I ended up making him clean the bathtub out. Oh, man, he had a rough night. We were, me and Woody and, and James spent a lot of time together when we were younger, and uh, he got a little too much fun the night before we'll say that i don't want to i don't want to make a fool out of james on the radio <laughs> on the podcast well if you have to clean the bathtub up that's usually one of the easiest things to clean up so luckily that uh, that happened there yeah yeah it's got a drain and water it's not too bad <laughs> yeah, yeah we've had uh within the last couple of years we've had uh actually one of our good pals which will will remain nameless uh actually make that same mess just on carpet in a hotel room instead so. in, in atlantic city new jersey yeah, yeah. yeah. at I mean, least it was all, a hotel room to go to town before that's all right yeah. it wasn't someone's house hotel room that, that no problem <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's other fluids it's that the are hilton awful. house <laughs> Woody's uh Woody's next question is uh do you have any Halloween dip? Yeah, so I I don't know. I I do I use chewing tobacco, which is a terrible habit, but one time I was with Woody and he was like, "Give me some. Let me try it." It happened, <laughs> oh, to, be on, it happened to be on Halloween and uh I don't know, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. We were gonna go out and, and go partying for the night and stuff, and he put it in his mouth for about five minutes, he turned green. And that was the last I saw him. He went home. Yeah. So every time I every time I have one, and he sees me, he's like, "Give me one of those Halloween dips." I'm like, "You don't want to have to go home, man." That's that's certainly a strange way to try to be Frankenstein for Halloween. But yeah, exactly. Sounds like what he looked like. like. It sounds like what he's soft. That's what I got out of that. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the last Woody question we have is: He wants to know who you think the best rapper of all time is. Oh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like 90s rap. That's when I was a teenager. So my favorite of all time is Nas. Early Nas. The first two albums. The rest of it sucks. <laughs> well, good news is early 90s, we were all um, born, either not born or just being born. So how old how old are you guys? Uh, we're, we got a couple 93 babies and a 90. I'm a 96. 96 but Charlie 80. just didn't want to uh, tell you that he's turning 30 in three Bob, days. Bob is significantly older than me. Yeah, I'm all, I'm already 30. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I just turned 40 in February. So oh, enjoy it while you, you okay. Can. <laughs> it goes fast. <laughs> well, they go even faster when you have to go to tub every once in a while. But that's all yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, what he actually did message me twice on Snapchat and uh, sent me questions. So we'll, we'll read. This actually is just Woody's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Woody, Woody, was, question hour. Woody was very concerned about this today. He texted me several times to let me know what time I'd be getting a link and uh, <laughs> what time he'd be ready. So he, you know, he was he was doing his he was doing his work. 
He is our alternate resident cor- uh, Connecticut correspondent. Yeah. Uh, he, so. he found our show, which we had been on this for over three years when he found it, and he went back and listened from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. It, it sounds like, I think Woody has a lot of free time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> so, something like that. We actually, we worked for Speed 51 for a cup of coffee, Charlie and I, and we were at Loudon, and they were like, go, uh, you guys should definitely go interview Woody. He, uh, He's a character. We're like, we don't fuck. We don't know Woody. So we yeah, used to yeah. talk to him. And then like three weeks later, he was our biggest fan asking for a shirt and said he was listening to every show from the beginning. So I guess we uh, we maybe we would still be working for Speed 50 well, Racing America, I guess, if we went and talked to him. But it's uh, too bad that Andrew didn't spot for you a little bit sooner uh, because you would have sat at Woody, I and Justin Bonsignor's table at his wedding. Oh, yeah. He stuffed the, all um, he stuffed all of his drivers at one table together. <laughs> go sit in the corner over there. Don't make a lot of noise. <laughs> Which in here, uh, nah, Woody Woody is a Woody's a good friend of mine, a great guy, and he's just like he has that personality. Like you just talk to him a couple times, and all of a sudden you're like good friends with him. He's just that guy. He's a good dude. Yeah, he quickly uh, quickly became one of our favorite people uh, after we met him. Um, we've had him on like three times, and uh, he was definitely the one that set this up. And then he said that if you didn't show up, then he would uh, then we'd have to get the second place guy on the show. <laughs> it might it might have just been him hoping you didn't show up so he could come on for a fourth time. But yeah, uh, well, maybe hopefully he'll win this Friday night, and you guys can have him on next Monday. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be perfect because uh, we definitely uh, like to have new new names and new uh, faces on. So one of the questions you messaged me personally was, uh, you have to ask him about the trip from New Smyrna, uh, home from New Smyrna in two thousand three. How long it took to get home? What kind of weather conditions we encountered? And if he fell back asleep, did he think who would maybe end up in heaven or hell? I yeah, man, I I remember that vividly. We were we were young. I was young. I was probably nineteen or twenty at the time. And we had been, me and him went down to New Smyrna for the week just to hang out and go to the races and stuff. Time to go home. And uh, so we leave. And like South Carolina, we started hitting ice and stuff. He was driving. He had a Silverado at the time. And, it, you know, it was slippery out and he was driving pretty fast and whatever. I was just like, I don't want to look ahead anymore. I'll just go to sleep. So <laughs> I wake up. Bold and- strategy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I wasn't going to do anything from the passenger seat. So I wake up and, you know, I don't know, four or five hours later, the sun's up and there had to be a foot of snow on the ground. We're going down Interstate 95, you know, back north on Interstate 95. And there's cars, there's people getting out of their cars on the highway, like cleaning their windshield wipers off and stuff. And I look at the speedometer and we're going 75 in the left, like breakdown lane, hitting the fucking catch basins and stuff. And I said, man, I, I, I said, I don't I don't think this is a good idea, man. Slow down a little bit. And he goes, just go back to sleep, man. We got to get home. So I went back to sleep and I woke up in like New Jersey. We were out of the storm and we made it, but it was not looking promising. Oh. Just don't worry about it. Good. Yeah. I was like, all right. There's, uh, I, didn't, there's I didn't think we were going to make it. There's certainly no more helpless feeling than when your buddy's being a dipshit in the driver's seat and you're don't just sitting in me. the passenger seat. Don't yeah. look at me. Yeah, don't look at me don't either. At me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was young enough. Like, I, I guess I didn't like probably now I would make like a little bit more of a scene about it. Like, come on, man, we're not going to survive like this. But I was just like, all right, do whatever you want. As long as I don't have to drive, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, actually uh, my friends. I don't know if uh, Woody was like this back then, but if you voice any concern, they're going to make it significantly more concerning for you. Yeah, you got to double you got to double down on it. (laughs) Yeah. 
We don't take criticism very well, is what he's saying. <laughs> I hear you. I guess we're all the same way. His uh, his last question here, I think I, he might have another one on Patreon. I don't know. Uh, it was uh, so I uh, I actually overheard him call you uh, uh, Bobble on Saturday after the race, and uh, he wanted me to ask you uh, what that's all about and uh, what he meant by that. I don't know if he was just being an asshole, and uh, yeah, what, what's yeah, that? I I don't know. Uh, we. we we've started i don't even know how that started at this point it's been going on for years it's something with ryan stone too who is uh the crew chief on the 51 car uh justin bonsignor's crew chief i don't even know why he says bobble anymore i just keep saying it because he says it at this point but he's always bobbling his head while he's saying that i don't even know what it means anymore oh maybe he was just trying to get 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 to uh or get us to dig out if you actually knew what they meant when they were saying it so uh, i guess i guess that's a no woody yeah i can't i can't remember I'm sure I knew at the time, but it's been a long time. <laughs> we definitely have some more questions on Patreon that aren't Woody questions. So yeah, it looks like Let's... we got two more. Uh, one of them is from Sean Miner. He wants to know. Uh, he says it seems like you're good at succeeding in events that bring in a lot of money. So with that being said, what are this week's winning Powerball numbers? <laughs> I I wish I knew, man. I would if I did. I would share them. We could all split it. Six, sixteen, eighty-five, sixty-nine. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, 79. Q. Another Q. Uh, <laughs> a Batman symbol. Uh, <laughs> wait, so if, if Ron Silk wins the Powerball, what are you buying? Everything. <laughs> um, You're not going to tell anybody, but there will be signs. Yeah, I don't know. The first, like, I own a plumbing and heating business that drives me crazy every day. So the first thing I would do is probably set that on fire. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> then I'd figure it out. <laughs> i uh i just now realized what i too am gonna do when i win the powerball and set my machine shop on fire because i agree with 100 percent. yeah it's a plumbing and heating business you said yeah it's a family business that's actually uh my great grandfather started it and it's been in operation for pretty much over 100 years 1919 and none of us were smart enough to do anything different so that's what we do all right so hear me out it's a custom fire suit, yep. but it's an ass crack that hangs out and it's just like wearing like a work shirt with your name, yeah. but it's that also be... a fire suit. Well, I, I, maybe I'll sponsor someone else and demand that they wear that suit. So uh, K1 has all my measurements already. <laughs> they don't get yeah. it, actually. <laughs> they have all my measurements and I will wear the ass crack suit if needed. All right. Well, I'll see if I will see what I can come up with. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to win the Powerball first. There's going to be Yeah, a- wait till I win yeah. the Powerball and I'll hook you up. Fuck yeah, let's go. There's going to be a, a Powerball. I mean, there's going to be a, a fire. There's going to be uh, a fire suit. And then there's going to be a probably a helicopter pad in the middle of Stafford now for uh, Ron to land his helicopter. Just for one person. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, so the last uh, Patreon question we got is uh, from Ryan Borges. He wants to you to explain the Brazzers logo that's been spotted on your car and your pit box. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not on the car, but it is on the pit box. I actually peeled it off like a week ago. Oh, that's the question. That's the question for my owner, not for me. (laughs) That's very political of you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so moving forward, where do we get to see your race? Well, this coming weekend, we got Riverhead, the tour race. And then um, the following weekend, tour race at lee on saturday night and then the tri-track race at thunder road on sunday so busy busy two weeks coming up and then i don't 
I don't look too much past two weeks ahead, so I don't even know what's after that. That's fair. I feel like we'd all get along. Uh, knowing <laughs> that you just said that. Yeah, you're very you're very similar to how I run my race program. My sister's trying to line up my Lancaster trip in the middle of June, and I'm like, I got to race Waterford this weekend. Yeah, my wife's that. like that. Like, when are we leaving? Where are we staying? I'm like, it's still four days away. We got plenty of time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Charlie sent me a picture of a calendar, and I fucking fainted at work. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, between, yeah I just went out and Between go-karts and owning a car and racing a car and announcing at two different places and all that stuff. Even I had to make a calendar. And, um, where, where I, do I you had, race go-karts? Uh, well, I don't race them to get fuck. I would for, die. For uh, some reason, the local dirt track here lets uh, us three idiots and one of our other friends. That's also an idiot run the entire show. So, uh, two, oh, cool. two do the announcing me and my buddy do race directing. And, yeah. They uh, give Brad and I a hot mic and pay us for it. It makes no sense. Yeah. That's a good deal. What 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 is the place though? It's called Bartlett Bridge Raceway. It's in Lyman, Maine. It's on the back half of MX two hundred seven uh, dirt scooter track. So you guys you guys all live in Maine. Yeah, unfortunately, that is. How the- long does it take you to get to Stafford and down? Three here? hours. That's not too bad. I mean, I know there's parts of Maine that take like ten hours to get to. So that makes we're sense. In, <laughs> we're in the southern population, like the populated area of Maine, not like the place where they grow potatoes. Yes. We're gotcha. closer. We're closer to New Hampshire than we are Maine, if that makes sense. We're in- gotcha. You got to yeah. spend a lot of time at Oxford. Yes, unfortunately. No, well, not anymore. Actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. I got fired from the bar this week. That's why I was at the Sizzler. Went there once for a tri track race. I wasn't. It wasn't that place. Wasn't for me. That's typically like what everyone else says. I met Rowan Penning once and he kind of was along the same lines. He's like, oh, you're from Maine. So you must go to that dump Oxford, huh? Yeah. He didn't like the place either. I didn't like, I wasn't a big fan of Beach Ridge either. Like I went there that one time and we won the race and I liked it a lot better after, but (laughs) it's challenging. Those are tough racetracks, man. It's like you got to beat into your head. You got to go slower and you go faster, but it's hard to get that in there. If you're full throttle, you're doing it wrong, and that that fucks with people's heads usually. Yeah, you guys are supposed to go. You go faster, you floor it more. It just don't work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I went full throttle in my four cylinder pickup truck, and it worked okay. See, me. he says that, but it was actually a three cylinder pickup truck, as Bobby <laughs> found out later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah Brad down one. He raced this truck for two years and did a pretty good job. He ran in the top five with it most nights. And I jump in the thing and I was like, you know, you're down a cylinder, right, Haas? And he's like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> that was the that was the hot setup. Yeah. It was it was almost a V twin in it, but that's all right. Um, so so uh, so uh, moving forward, you I mean, you got the rest of this year, right? And you know, I I don't know if you're if you in your head think you're closer to hole eighteen than you are hole one, or if we're doing this for another forty years, but um, you know, what's the five, 10, 20 year plan for Ron Silk look like? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, 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 I'm certainly closer to hole 18 than I am one. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'd like to continue doing it for as long as I can. I mean, um, I, I mean, I don't want to do it and not be competitive either. If it gets to a point like that, I would you know, want to stop, but it's really what I enjoy doing. I, I, I love racing. I like going to the track. It, you know, most of my, uh, just miss so much of the, of regular life that the people at the racetrack that you go racing with become 
you know, you're very close to them. So I don't really know what else I would do other than race. I hope I can, I hope I can do it till I don't want to do it anymore. I mean, if, if this is uh, closer to hole 18, you're def you definitely have a pretty solid round going. I think I, I play golf and typically on like hole 15, I just drive off the course cause uh, it's going so poorly, but um, obviously picking up a big win this past weekend. Uh, what are, Obviously, you said you don't look too far forward. You got Riverhead this weekend, but what are some of the uh, events you know coming up this year um, that you're looking forward to, or or maybe uh, an event like you uh, you already mentioned that one um, in New York or whatever that uh, you're looking forward to maybe next year in the future. Yeah, the ROC 250. I don't. I mean, I'm looking forward to Loudon. That's a, that's a good track for me and and super fun to race on. Um, I'm looking forward to, to North Wilkesboro. I guess it's, it's far away, but a lot of the races are far away. Um, you know, there's a lot of history there, not maybe not so much modified history, but auto racing history. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I look forward to, to all of them. I, uh, I just, you know, we've gotten off to a, a good start this year. Um, last year we ran really well on the tour last year, but could not get to victory lane. So it was nice to, to check that off the box at new Smyrna early and, not have to think about it anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean the remaining tour schedule, hopefully we can keep it going. Looking forward to running the tri-track races. It's uh I enjoy that series. It's really like, you know, more more low the racing's really good and competitive, but it's a little bit more low-key than tour racing, which is nice. And uh, you know, hopefully we can run some of the races at the end of the year, like looking forward to the fall final, going back to Stafford. Um there's some races out at like evergreen where my car owners are from out in Pennsylvania that we go run the king of the green race at the end of the year out there. Um, so that's about it. I mean, looking forward to all of them. Hopefully they're all wins. So, so for someone uh, such as yourself, who is obviously very embedded and invested in the, in the world of modifieds, what are your thoughts on there being so many different modified touring series that, seem to be competing with each other and not necessarily helping the, you know, higher counts in any, any regard. Yeah. I think there's probably um, too many. I, I, I mean, they're all doing right now. I think they're all doing relatively well. Everyone's getting enough cars, but you know, if we start to lose some cars in all of them and you have four divisions and none of them are full fields, like, I don't, you know, that's not great for, for anybody really. But I think right now it's working. Um, everyone kind of has their own little niche. Um, but it, I mean, it would be cool. Like it's cool when they have a race, like, like we just had at the spring sizzler where you get cars from several different divisions competing against each other and you get to see what, uh, what everyone's got. So, uh, being that I'm super biased towards super modifieds, talk about your Oswego classic start and why those are the coolest race cars in the world. They are certainly cool cars. Um, I would really like I would I would like to get a chance to drive one with a wing sometime. Um, obviously, the like the classic cars, there's no wing. Um, that was a lot of fun. I uh, I was super happy. I, I qualified in on Saturday, so I didn't have to run any of the the you know last chance races and stuff. Um, but it's certainly different. I mean, it's uh, the guys are much more respectful with no spotters and, and like really truly open wheels. You don't have these big nerf bars that we do. Um, I ended up burning up like a wheel bearing or something like a hundred laps into the race and didn't get to finish it. So I, you know, that's a race I would like to run again. Um, but 
I don't know. The cars are very powerful. It was the biggest thing I, I thought about that. Like we were there for two days practicing, you know, basically making qualifying runs, trying to get ready to get into the race. And then the morning of the race, I, I like I said, I didn't have to run any of the qualifiers. They had full fuel practice and we put like 62 gallons of fuel in the car or something. I just kept watching them dump five gallon cans into the car. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, but it was amazing how much different it drove with all the fuel on it. You know, it like, it felt like it lost 200 horsepower putting 60 gallons of fuel in it, but it was an experience. I'm glad that, uh, you know, I, I would like to try and do it again, but I'm glad I at least got the opportunity to do it once I had a ball. Well, when I inevitably lose my life in a 350 super, because those guys race them like they're street stocks, you can try my big block car with a wing on it. <laughs> all right. That sounds like a good deal. I hope you don't lose your life. I hope you just let me drive it, but all right, sounds well. good. <laughs> fine i guess yeah. <laughs> yeah that that whole racing respectful thing when you get to the 350 supers is completely out the window yeah well i the guys like it was difficult for me i'm not used to racing with like without a spotter and and without a mirror so i that took some adjust you know adjustment for me it's just like cut someone off and you didn't even know they were there but um it's up to yeah, them yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's just tricky at that place with that inside wall like there's just nowhere to go if they don't give you room or you don't give them room i guess that's why they're so respectful but um i i had a ball doing that. i actually got to before i ran the 250 the year before the 250 i went up there and ran like the last race and uh i had a ball doing that too i i missed qualifying like whoever uh I drove for Ray Graham both times and it, well, the first time it was his son's car. He couldn't come back the next day. It got rained out. So I drove up that morning and ran the race and he, his son is a tall guy. I couldn't even see over like the dashboard and I, I didn't know where the wing was. I would just drive up behind the guy in front of me and I would like feel a little something and he would like put his arm up and move out of my way. And I guess we <laughs> touch each other in those cars. So I don't think I made a lot of friends that day, but I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think this has been uh, really good. We know that you're a busy dude who does a lot of things and drives a lot of race cars for a lot of different people. Uh, so we appreciate you coming on, giving us some of your time. And uh, one last question for you here to close this out. Uh, you talked about it a little bit before with the people and such, but you know, for a lot of people, it's the speed. A lot of people, it's the, you know, the people, a lot of people, it's the cars and the noises and the atmosphere. But what's the one thing that keeps bringing Ronnie Silk back to the racetrack? Um, I don't, trying to win the competition is is the best part for me. I mean, I like all of it. I like to be involved with the cars and, and what's, in, what's in the car. Like I, I, you know, I get a, I get a kick out of that too. But the one thing that bring, keeps bringing me back is, trying to get the victory lane trying to win well uh you you seem to do that pretty well uh and very recently too so again congrats on your sizzler win uh looking forward to seeing you in person here pretty soon all right guys thanks for having me on i appreciate it thank you sir well that was pretty solid there with uh with silky yeah um, I, I uh i never not that i wasn't a ron silk fan but i never really rooted for him i um, but he's a he's a dude. Yeah, but I'm kind of he's a fan funny. now. Before before saving my dog, I wouldn't have known a Ronnie Silk if he had fucking 
flick my bean. I did door shit the, the shit out of him. You, you at door shit the, the, the <laughs> door, door, door slam the shit you out of him. Door shitted the slam out of him. I just had a stroke. Yeah, no, I got I got real I got real free underneath him. Come off a two at Waterford and just boom right off his door. <laughs> you, you goobed him, if yeah. you will. <laughs> Dude, I I, I, uh, I raced him like a goblin for sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Honestly, uh, uh, but you're making bo- noise over there. What you got going on? Well, boys, uh, we do have, uh, as the the Days of Thunder movie goes, uh, we have ourselves a sponsor. Uh, we have on the phone here uh, James Goodman uh, from Benny's Auto Body and representing Speedway ninety five. How goes it, buddy? It's going good. How are you guys this week? Oh, perfect! Best one yet. Now that we get to talk to you. Beautiful. I like that. So uh, so what do you have to tell us this week? Well, this week, actually, I just got some more positive nudes. Ah, uh, not nudes. Sorry. Nudes? Nice. Um, we got more positive news this week. On top of our free admission at Speedway 95 in the grandstand side, on behalf of myself at Benny's Body Shop and Cole Robinson Portable Sandblasting, we have each added another 150 to the winners of the street stock race for an extra 300 bucks to win for the street stocks, as well as Broadway Automotive just donated another hundred dollars to the winner and uh, 50 to the winner and 50 to second place. Fuck yeah, street stocks. <clears throat> so hopefully, if I can keep my weaponness down a little bit more this week, maybe I can go home with a little chunk of change. So are you gonna? Are you yourself gonna go try and win your own money back? That that's the plan. I I haven't quite sucked as bad as I did last year, so we're working on that. Fuck yeah, I'd love to hear that. So, uh, what else do we have to look forward to with Speedway '95? Uh, so far, as far as planned right now, we have two Great State races, along with one R and R Street Stock race, and I'm still in the works of a possible, very slim possible day of destruction event. Ooh. Ooh, them were always a, fun down the street and it here. it will be on a Sunday, so this way every racer in the state can attend. Okay, what what are we going to have on tap for that besides ship boxes running into other ship boxes? Uh, hopefully we can do a ramp race and a backwards race, and I would love to do a chain race and a trailer race. All right, so hear me out. We put dirt in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we get monster trucks. <clears throat> Oh, least. that's great because we have that coming up too. Oh shit! Oh shit! We already did do it. We got monster trucks coming the I don't know the date. The week before June twenty fourth, whatever that weekend is. That Brad, would be Brad and I can enter our Tacomas. <laughs> that, that, that'll be June seventeenth, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yo, know, math math is key there. Full yeetard. Yeah, not good at it. That's why I fix cars for a living. All right, so uh, I think we're going to enter a couple of tacos and a 2500 HD pickup truck. Uh, please put us down for Yeetard, Yaltism, and what are you going to be, Bob? Uh, small foot. Small foot. <laughs> I did have a question for Bobby. Did he do Flappy Birds this weekend, and did he suck or no? Nah, big dog. I had the weekend off this weekend. So. No, no Flappy Stonks for the Bobbert this weekend. Yeah, that sucks. He did win a race uh, from the from the pit box, though. So uh, we're going to be talking about that here in just a little bit. But uh, thanks again, buddy. We appreciate it. And it sounds like everybody needs to get their uh, their asses over to Speedway 95 right off of 95 and banger. Herman. Yes, sir. You guys have a good night. Don't tell me what to do. But see you, pal. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, actually, uh, good thing that uh, Benny's Auto Body also uh, jumped in on board to sponsor this one with Speedway 95 because I've been to Speedway 95 one time in my life and my car broke down on the way home. So if you uh, if you run into the same problem that I ran into uh, after you leave Speedway 95, head on over to Benny's Auto Body. It might take him a little bit to get there because he uh, does the uh, the street stonking like you just mentioned. But uh, if you're uh, yeah. if you're down for a trip north, Bradley, I do have that Saturday night off that the Granite State and the R&R Street Stocks are uh, oh, at Bangor. When uh, when is when I think when it's June twenty fourth. <laughs> Am I not invited? You're going to be owning a car that races at another facility. I actually I don't have to go. <laughs> you probably should go. <laughs> I'm actually pretty certain that I don't have anything going on that. I think we that, we loosely discussed this Saturday, once already. So, yeah. It'd be a good excuse to drive to the Bangor Casino for an afternoon and then go watch race cars. Uh, actually, well, I, I think was, that is an off weekend for us. I was going to say, I actually uh, just today booked um, a <laughs> camping trip for Amanda and I to Moosehead the weekend before. So I might as well go to Northern Maine twice. Ah, Moosehead for a little moose knuckle. Good for you. Uh, um, so Who's moose? What? What'd you say? <laughs> no? I almost said grave filler instead of small foot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which one would be funnier. <laughs> Keep that in your mouth. Uh, well, the high of, noon, I mean. Speaking of stuff I couldn't that do that. in our mouths, I'm going to eat a fucking carrot cake cupcake. So did you get you got some, some carrot cake? Some carrot cake? Did you not Did you not get any carrot cake? No, I, I left my nooner up there, and then ADD kicked in, and then I forgot the, the so carrot. fucking good. <laughs> shout out stony the short track baker scrumptious my two favorite words are scrumptious and rubbish Mm. well Uh, those are both in my repertoire could certainly use a litany of uh, carrot cake that is a good word word of the day bob when i uh when i I woke up feeling like rubbish on uh, sunday morning after sizzler saturday night you guys are Fucking lucky that I didn't just absolutely demolish that whole tin. <laughs> I, I don't would know why you have didn't. murdered you. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby did threaten bodily harm on both of us oh. the first time we had to bring back. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Stony is hilarious. He texted me on Friday, and he's like, "Yeah, I know you said you were working on a late model this weekend, but I think the real reason you're not coming to the Sizzlers because they canceled the vintage cars." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh you got me. <laughs> Bob canceled his flight when uh, the Sizzler or when the uh, vintage cars had taken off the Sizzler docket. Oh, they keep crashing like they have been lately. <laughs> <laughs> Might be worth the visit. I mean, if they do what they did at Wisconsin no, at, at Stafford, I think we're going to lose a life. I'm pretty sure. Someone no, made, they got a safer barrier now. Do what? I got a safer barrier. That thing's now. fucking worn out after Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, rest in peace, guardrail. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, Bobber, you uh, you and I both made our way over to the uh, world's fastest parking lot on Saturday. We did. Uh, where you had, uh, well, I did. Uh, no, I was just saying, yes, we did. Oh, well, I thought there was a question mark. Well, I was that. like half swallowing this high noon that I'm <laughs> chugging because my uh, mouth is dry now from spitters eating quitters. Nooners and carrot cake. Welcome to the Black Flag Podcast. We are um, the epitome of health and with, nutrition. With it's no not, A. It's not that. Just H-E-L-T-H. Health. <laughs> Uh, I think there's two H's. Final on answer. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll just have to do an extra 10 minutes on the stair climber tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We went to Oxford. Uh, it's pretty rad. Sick brag. I'm just going to cough it again. <laughs> <laughs> we needed two cuffing fucking uh, comments in the Cuffing's last it. five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Oxford. Sorry. Yeah. Bob. Um, I was working on the uh, Max Cooks in 39, and we won the race, and I had to take the seat out in tech. What? Yeah. <clears throat> You had to take the seat out? Yep. Right Holy side door. Um, all four tires dismounted. Took the seat out. Um, there's nothing under seat. That's all they wanted to see. Fancy. Uh, uh, so if you're getting to the point, and we're going to talk about Max Cookson for a second here. Uh, if you're getting to the point where 
each and every time you go through tech and the last handful of times we're talking about here. They take your helmet, they take your radio, they make you switch your ignition box in oh, yeah, the middle of the heat race, or yeah, before the heat race. Yeah, 10 minutes before the heat race, change the ignition box. And you go through tech again, and they make you take your seat out and your right side door and all four tires dismounted. Hats off. They, uh, for, they, and they dismounted everybody in the top five's tires. Hats off for good tech. I respect that. Um, two, you're obviously in everybody's head if they're, if they're checking that that type of shit. Well, you just you go back to you know Curtis Gary or even Reed Lamfer. When guys become dominant at this level, people just are so quick to say traction control. Which thing about traction control is like you're not just gonna plug that into some shit box and go set the world on fire. No, like the car still needs to be halfway decent. And also, and also, it's ten thousand dollars. It's it's also like so traction control and tire softener are the two laziest excuses for people who don't work on their race cars and the the traction control thing too yes it's ten thousand dollars which at that point in the super late models that's like pocket change for most of those guys i feel but the you can literally hear it usually like a car will fluctuate its rpms way faster than like a somebody's foot could and it's pretty easy to kind of hear that and be like, wait a minute. That, why, are, that why, are that, right. why are the headers glowing orange? Yeah, why is it spitting fire out of the fucking exhaust off the corner? Like, that doesn't make sense. But, um, um, you know, it's just, it's just a lazy excuse. And if I were Max, I would just uh, I'd leave my shoes at Tech 2 next time. That was I actually jokingly said that. I said, if we win today, we all got to take our shoes off in victory lane and <laughs> stand there stocking-footed. Uh, but it was too chilly to do that. It uh, was the, girl, the girls on the backstretch all took their shoes off and clapped to them when he went by on the victory <laughs> lap. But uh, no, it was a solid day. He qualified eighth and uh, just methodically picked him off one by one. Um, Kevin Nobly kind of on the radio telling him to pace himself. And and uh, one of those days where he just drove to the lead and won. Yeah, he, he did do that. And he, he was one of the few cars to make the outside work too, I feel. And he was off in the third and fourth groove sometimes and just rolling the top. Yeah, which it, it's been – Oxford's very weird. The bottom kind of disappeared. Um, but this week, all the grooves sucked. Just the top sucked a little less. Um, yeah. At one point of the race, Max was running probably fifth. And he's like, oh, I killed it. It's way too free on exit. Especially out of four, way too free. And, like, Brandon Barker was leading over Jeremy Wharf, and they looked like fucking Scott Bloomquist uh, coming off the corner. And Max's car barely bobbled, and I'm just like, you're not you're not that bad, my man. Like, you're, you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he and that 39 team certainly have something figured out. Not only at Oxford. I mean, he's competitive everywhere he goes. He got a trophy at Loudoun. He's, uh, like I said, competitive no matter where they, they go there. But um, uh, the track was weird all day, though, I feel. Um I uh I had the opportunity to to drive a, a pass modified for the first time in twelve years. I did the math there. That was weird. Uh, Kevin Oliver reached out. He had a he had his kid's birthday party to go to, which he planned out before this was a big rain date makeup, and uh, so he knew that he was going to be able to get the car there and uh, wouldn't be able to do the first couple practices. So I uh, I helped out just scuffing tires and having some fun in a modified again. Uh, so that was pretty cool to go out there and. Uh, just it's kind of the same thing, rolling the top, just seeing what those things do. It's been a little while since I've been in one and uh, had a lot of fun. I it, think we it were... showed when you stalled it in the pits. Well, that's because you're failing to mention that I almost smoked a pedestrian who thought it was a good idea to run in <laughs> front of the goodness, the bright lot, orange modified. That a I was lot driving. of fucking people just wandering around looking up at shit in the middle of the pits. I saw so many people almost get nuked by race cars. <laughs> well, the, so if if you've never been to Oxford before. 
the pit layout is kind of fucked up. So the the back of the circle track butts up directly to a drag strip. So depending on the car counts and things like that, like on 250 weekend, the pits overflow into the drag strip area and the drag strip itself becomes a camping area. Well, also for the weekly shows, if you're pulling off the racetrack, you're you're adjacent to or parallel with a fence that fences in the uh, grandstands to your left and if you take a hard right you go down to tech but you also have a very narrow window to go through a gate and then if you're in the regular pits behind like the grandstands that's fine you just keep going straight but for us we're parked in like the pits to the pre-pits that are also like in between that and the drag strip so you have to like snake the car left go around a gate and then snake it through another gate to the right to get back into the pits that are like by the gate where you actually get your wristbands at well i'm driving this modified and kevin i I think he must be shorter than me or something or he has little t-rex arms because the steering wheel was like in my face damn near and i'm just making it work i don't want to fuck all of his interior stuff up for just two practices so i'm making it work and i come off the racetrack and bobby is with max who max pits right at the very end there where everybody would pass him and i'm driving this bright orange ass modified with again my hands in my fucking face trying to drive this thing i'm snaking it through these gates and some fucking, I assume her Sally Suckum Silly or whatever her fucking name is, walks right in <laughs> so, front of me. Sounds like a nice lady. And, and I'm, I fucking jam on the brakes and I stall it. I'm like, did you really not, one, hear the Modified? The Modified is one of the loudest things that they have there in addition to the super late models. Two, it's fucking, it's a traffic cone orange. Like, did you just, did, are, do you think that you are undefeated against Modified? So just people wandering around looking up at shit. And so I yeah I stalled it like a rookie and uh, then I brought it back to the pits but no that was a lot of fun and uh, we also had Nate driving the old 23 car for us uh, my car that I race for forever and always rebranded for him and uh, we had a weird day he was third quick in practice having a hell of a day uh, we're cycling tires on it and he's uh, you know scuffing them and learning that whole process with that that's a little bit different than his typical Mad Bomber stuff and he goes out for the future and he goes straight backwards and i'm like i'm looking at matt i'm like there is no fucking way that we missed the setup that bad there's just no way he's fucking sideways all the way around the corner he's smoking the curb by the way we're gonna have a jar in the trailer now it's called the the, the curb jar he owes me 20 dollars every time you hit the fucking That's curb aggressive make it like five bucks <laughs> like, you hit that shit every um, lap so uh so anyway he's just right sideways the whole race i'm like there is no fucking way that we missed it that bad and he's like, yeah, the, 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 the water temp gauge is getting kind of up there. It's at like 230, 250. It's kind of going back and forth. It's like, ah, you're good till the uh, 280s when we need to start worrying about shit. And he's like, all right. And, and he keeps riding it and driving. And he's just right sideways the whole fucking time. And the adjustments we made, just it shouldn't have done that. And he's like, hey, guys, it's, it's getting kind of hot in the cab here. And like my feet are getting pretty hot. Shut he's up, like, shut up, bitch. Well, <laughs> so yeah. So he's like, he's like, the gauge is kind of getting pretty hot too. I'm like, Nate, never mind the fucking gauge. It's fine. Like if it's hot, it'll spray water, right? Like it's literally a tube that goes on the windshield. I promise you'll see it. Never mind the fucking gauge. I was kind of a dick. <laughs> Not when the water's running out the bottom of the car. Well, so, <laughs> so come to find out, uh, he's like, hey, God, it's like almost 300. I'm like, fucking pull it in. That's way too hot. That doesn't even make sense. Well, come to find out, that little tube broke, and it was pissing water all over the bottom of the car. (laughs) 
And uh, found out why you were loose. Found out why he was loose. Uh, hard to drive a slick tire when there's water all over it. So, um, that's all right. Tough break. He, uh, I don't know if it was him or what, but it knocked the bottom of the radiator out, and it was just it was pissing fluid. Uh, and once there's no fluid, there's not much for the gauge to read, and that's when the gauge goes kind of wonky. Uh, luckily, there was still plenty in it that pissed out at the pad. So um, we got her cooled down. Hopefully, it didn't hurt the motor too bad. Uh, I, I ran mine at 300 last year. You're fine. Yeah, yeah those crate motors are pretty Ooh. pretty bulletproof. believe the chair just broke. <laughs> what if the mics picked that up? That was a pretty aggressive it sound. It sounded gnarly. <laughs> um, but no, you get those crate motors pretty hot, and they, they're, they're pretty bulletproof for the most part. So we'll get her cleaned up. We were planning on taking a week off this week anyway. Uh, we were going to run the opposite weeks of Wiscasset because Matt helps Jacoby in that, that Allison Legacy car deal there. So... Uh, we're going to take the week off, um, get it douched off. It's, it's covered in fucking water and just nastiness now. So, uh, unload it, get the trailer cleaned up, kind of reset, regroup. Uh, he's got a couple races under his belt now. He, he's doing fine. Um, just a couple rookie mistakes that, you know, we've all made. I, I made plenty of them. I still do today. So, um, he'll be just fine. Uh, I have, I have full confidence. He'll, he'll bring us home some trophies here later on in the year. And, uh, like I said, we'll regroup and, uh, to give uh, Nate a little extra shout out, he uh, he joined the Bartlett Bridge staff for free on Friday, <laughs> um, on like a trial basis, basically uh, hoping he stays on long enough for us to prove to Bill that we need him there every week, and that Bill will pay him like he pays us. And uh, <laughs> one of the heat races comes out. I go, Nate, you know what my favorite part about this job is? And he's like, What? And I was like, Looking at all the hot go kart moms on the fence. And he's like, I can't even see them from here. <laughs> <laughs> He's over in the two turn, way away from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, and then I, I I went up at the grandstands to watch the Mad Bomber race, and watching him just get fucking piss fart smashed around all race, I'm like, man, I kind of want to go down and be like, Nate, get out of this division. Yeah, stop driving these things. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so that that was a lot of the reasoning why I I, I sought out having him do this because I I mean he is. You know, he is fucking pretty good at what he does. Uh, he's very mature for his age in terms of what he, his mindset on the racetrack. He, he's at the shop fucking more than I am. Um, he, he's working on the car all the time. He, he has that mindset of, you know, just like when I was 18 and that's all I had and all I wanted to do was go racing cars and all my money went towards that. And, you know, he, he's the right guy for the job right now for, for everybody's life situations that are going on right now. And, um, like I said, I'm really proud of him. He's doing a hell of a job. Um, and it's a far cry from the kid that threw up in my bed at a hotel room a few years ago at Foxwoods. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he's, uh, he's going to be just fine. He's, uh, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of backing behind him too. That, uh, that helps out with, uh, the financial part of it. And, uh, we're having a good thing going right now. Everybody's starting to gel. We're getting used to each other. Um, it's a weird role, uh, watching your own race car out there that you've, you know, you know, every square centimeter of it from the last decade, decade and a half almost. And it's been cool. Uh, we got, I got, I got about a one year plan right now in terms of what I want to do with our race team. Um, hopefully make that really really looking down the line for the future. Well, well, I, it's (laughs) especially getting in that modified, um, that kind of tickled my fucking scratch or whatever. Um, more than I have lately. Um, so I have like a one one ish year plan in terms of what I want to do with the team, like I said, and uh, would like to keep Nate on board, and you know, because like you said, he doesn't really belong in the Mad Bomber anymore. He's, I think he's soup, you know, he's succeeded enough, he's won enough races, and 
he, it's time for him to move on. Yeah, it's time for him to move on. And I, I was that age when I finally you know moved on from the Mad Bombers into the Sports Series at the time and, and that style of race car. And um, you know, it's cool to see the twenty three back out there, and he's doing a really good job representing it for us. <coughs> yeah. So uh, <coughs> the rest of the day at Oxford, we'll just buzz through these and we'll move on. Uh, Max Cookson wins the Super Late Model race over Brandon Barker and Kyle DeSousa. Um, Pass modified Spencer Vaughn over Ryan Hughes, uh, Ryan Hewins. And Spencer Morse, um, the limited race, Smitty, good pal Smitty, took the lead pretty early on in that 50-lapper and kind of cruised his way to uh, his first win of the year over Jordan Russell and Nate Levitt. Uh, Tyson Jordan beat Jordan Russell and Joey Israelson in the street stonks. Corey Morgan uh, won the Mad Bomber race over Callahan, Cox, and Nick Wilson. Hell of a name. And Charlie Hall won the cop car race. <clears throat> Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah. cop cars. Um <laughs> Did want to shout out Dylan Estrella. He picked up a win at Seekonk in the Pro Stonks. Uh, Andrew Moeller picked up a late model win. And uh, Austin Beers picked up a uh, Modiford win somewhere in Pennsylvania, I assume, uh, or New York. Um, we forgot Timmy Salamito last week on the yes, show, too. Actually. He won at Riverhead and, like, a complete dipshit. None of us mentioned it. Yeah. Kansas winner. <laughs> I did put him, yeah, I did put him as a <laughs> Kansas winner on the NASCAR bracket. Good way yeah. to make up for it. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to Timmy. Um, I did, uh, so, we, we kind of loosely touched on the Friday night portion of the uh, Spring Sizzler. I didn't get to watch much of it. Um, I, uh, I I know the DJ Shaw obviously picked up the win in the uh, street stonks. And then uh, Derek Luchaki and uh, Jimmy Renfrew rounded out the top three. Those are act um, cars. Sorry, those are well. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I wanted to mention. That's what I had in my notes. Was uh, I was talking to one of my buddies um, who works on the uh, the Tanner Woodard machine, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, the uh, act cars are just turned into street stocks." And that's all I had in my notes was act cars turned into street stocks. The so American, I just American Canadian <laughs> <street> <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah. So I just uh, I just uh, completely botched the uh, the name um, Which, of I mean, what they are now called. I cannot <laughs> throw stones in my glass. House, the 350 super modifieds have been uh, the exact same way yes yeah so um uh, watching that race though just an absolute shit show i mean i mean uh, there was just carnage everywhere felt like every single lap something was going wrong jimmy renford dominated early slid back a little bit um allowed dj and uh, Derek derrick to get by and um uh, dj kind of kind of walked away with it don't Not spoil too, too it anymore i'm gonna go home and watch it tonight wasn't wasn't uh wasn't as much of a dick stomping um but it was uh it was good to see um you know i know that uh, obviously dj's a uh friend of the uh, program and uh, Derek and Jimmy both uh, sport BFP stickers on their car so good for them um, that was the Friday portion didn't really see it much else that uh, happened as uh, I was saying um, we uh, we ended up uh, announcing go-karts so wasn't able to watch but um, I did get to the racetrack like I mentioned pretty early went to go check out the patio um, phenomenal job by Stafford as always as everyone would uh, expect um, and uh, I did have uh, a bunch of people come up so um, they did a uh, they did a pit party, a little fan meet and greet. Um, that was that was uh, pretty cool because I don't know if anyone knows, but um, I don't drive a race car. Um, and uh, I took two pictures with fans, um, had a bunch of, uh, you know, I love the show, man. A couple people bought shirts, was asked to sign an autograph. I mean, it was it was like I... Did you know the person you were signing the autograph for? I did. Well, I did now. I mean, I didn't like until last fall final and then it was just it's not like someone that i i wouldn't say that we're friends but i was like <laughs> oh hey like what's going on and then i was asked to sign an autograph and it was cool nice. um you know just hung out with a bunch of uh obviously uh the friends from stafford that uh we haven't seen all year and uh made my way back over to the patio for obviously the races once they went green and uh um we uh we had a uh, someone m- email our uh our 
page um, at requesting a t-shirt um, so that you didn't use any of the other social medias and uh, just uh, wanted to uh, meet up and, and get a t-shirt and so th these are always like really hit or miss like in terms of me actually being able to follow through because once I get to the racetrack start drinking friends are oh hey come over here oh you know we're gonna go sit over there whatever really hard to meet up with these people and actually fulfill what they wanted well um, you know, I, I was very quick when we first got over there, just emailed like, hey, I'm in a blue Woody Pickat t-shirt and a white BFP hat, like hard to miss me. And like, I was kind of just like standing in the middle of the patio and this guy comes up, he goes, hey, you don't happen to be Brad, do you? I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm Lincoln. I've been emailing you about a t-shirt. I'm like, cool. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I listened to Freddie Kraft's podcast on, uh, in DBC and, you know, I, I heard him mention you guys. And so I kind of tuned in and uh, wanted to buy a t-shirt and uh, it's, you know, it's cool to meet you. And I'm like, well, thank you. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's awesome. I was like, uh, not not often do you ha hear a lot of people coming over and uh, listening to our show from uh, DBC that uh, stick as fans, and uh, definitely appreciate that. I know that a lot of people recently have because Freddie's mentioned it a lot, but uh, he, uh, <clears throat> you know, we go through the process. He, I give him a shirt. He gets a fuck yes street suck shirt as one does. Um, gives me the cash, and uh, you know, we're we're just chatting, whatever. And then he just goes, he goes, hey, uh, you know, next time next time you see Bobby, can you do something for me? It's like, yeah, sure. And he's like. Hey, uh, I tell him that I, I went to uh, tech school with, with, with his dad, and uh, I haven't seen him since, but I'm going to try to get it out to one of these races this year. I, I've, uh, I've been trying to pay attention to his schedule, and uh, one of these, one of these uh, races I'm going to try to get to, I'm, I'm not sure which one yet. And uh, I also worked on his grandfather's Super Modified for, uh, for a little over a year, and then you know I just got married and life took over, unfortunately. But um, he's like, I haven't seen his dad since, uh, since tech school, and uh, it's been <laughs> good, a while. But... Good news, he looks exactly the same. Yeah. Pro and, uh, probably younger now than he did then. Yeah, he yeah. might have a couple gray hairs. So that's I told him really I, about it. I told him I, uh, I uh, was like, you definitely need to go out to a race and just show up. That's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool backstory, obviously, finding us through Freddie's podcast just out of the blue. And uh, obviously, uh, one of his uh, former friend's sons is uh, on this stupid radio show that we do. So uh, if there's small if, world. If there's yes. anything or any advice that we should give people, it's like, don't don't be afraid to talk to us at all. Just tell um, us who you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the only thing. Because <laughs> it still happens. Like... <clears throat> Like, uh, you know, hey, you love the show and this and that and, and dap up and I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there is quite often where I'll, I'll be stuck or forced into like a five, seven minute conversation. You're like, oh, yeah, man, we'll see you later. And then like Lindsay's right next to me. She's like, so who is that? I was like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, not, not a clue. A clue. Um, that's, it happens more often than not. That, on, that's honestly, uh, certainly one of the hardest parts about doing this show is that obviously it's a radio show and we're pretty active on social media. So people see us and there's just a lot of people that interact with us. You know, you have like five, we have like 5,000 likes or follows, whatever it is on, um, on Facebook. So a lot of people interact yeah, with yeah, our I stuff. Know. And <laughs> then there's just like, you know, but it, it's also like a face to put to it necessarily. It's also like, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's, it's okay to talk to us because like at the end of the day, we were at cruising cafe in the middle of Florida and all of a sudden this blonde headed fucking kid he was wasn't, like, he wasn't blonde. Well, he wasn't blonde yeah. at the time, but he's like, Hey, are you Charlie? I'm like, uh, fuck maybe. Why? Uh, <laughs> and now he's, you know, we're talking about blaze when he introduced himself at cruising cafe and now he's one of our best pals. So it's like, you know, it's, that's the whole point of this is, you know, come for the race car, stay for the people. That won't happen if you're a fucking weirdo, though. So yeah, don't, don't, be, weirdo. don't be weird. <laughs> like, yeah. don't, don't, like, just don't be weird, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to say it. Um, <laughs> I, um, if you're not weird, you're, you can, you can stay. I, yeah. I mean, like, uh, we're, we're a little weird, but. The ultimate validate. So, so here's a hint, or here's a, uh, a, a secret into our little group. A, a tip. Uh, if you ever get, hear the words from, 
especially from any of the three of us, uh, you can stay. That's validation. Yes. If you haven't heard that yet, well, bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking weird. <laughs> We're kidding. Uh, uh, very much kidding. Well, yeah. No, I mean, there's there's definitely Eminem's jacket, buddy. I yes, guess. I he was gonna say. Can't I thought Charlie was gonna bring this up. He cannot so. stay. So I did. I did <laughs> I have how a he's friend. Doing. I had. I, a fuck. I had a friend. Um, well, it, it it literally at that time it was loosely like a friend. It wasn't someone that you talked to on even a month or three months to month basis. You knew whatever, that he existed. I knew he existed. Knew he was going to uh, the snowball derby and figured that we would just you know kind of accommodate him because we'd been there before. He had never been. He was going down alone. Whatever you know, just make a wish. I and almost so, went to jail. Um, yeah, it was just it was really bad. I mean, like we're we're at. It's it's weird. It's a weird situation. Like Bobby's mentioned it numerous times, right? Well, you know, when we went to the SRX race, I was like, oh, man, this has been like a pretty cool day. Like, glad that we got all this stuff done. Like, whatever, you know, pretty badass. Like, now let's go party. Let's have a good time. And Bobby's like, yeah, man, whatever. Just another Saturday. And, and you know, I was like, Bobby, you got to realize we just talked to Haley Deegan for like 10, 15 minutes. Who? And there's literally like some broad, 30 people some broad standing behind a chain link fence like they're in prison trying to just get them to sign like a, a card for them. Um, I was like, it is pretty cool what we get to do. That being said, Eminem's at the Snowball Derby. Literally walked, watched Haley Deegan walk <laughs> by and goes, guys, guys, Haley Deegan. We were like. That's awesome, man. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy you just saw her. Sick. Go tell her that, actually. Yeah, actually, uh, you know what? Follow her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then, like, it was so bad that, like, we're just hanging out, and he's like, don't you guys want to go see Chase Elliott? We were like, no. no. <laughs> Not really. He's no, like, I want mo- literally nothing more. He's like, do you want to go find Kyle Bush? And we're like, no. no. Also, no. He's like, why not? We're like, oh, he's him. probably busy, you know? <laughs> I don't know. He's at the biggest super late model race of the year down here. Like, He's, he's, actually, not he's just, actually just waiting for us to come over. He's probably not just sitting in his fucking Walmart fold-up chair, just like sitting there like, hey, guys, signing autographs, like hanging out, man. That's not really how this works. And uh, so we, Charlie and I literally had to get to the racetrack like 45 minutes like earlier than him and just pretend like he didn't exist. And like we didn't see him the whole, like hiding behind like race trailers. It was just like there's there's a, there's a time and a place and like when people don't have any self-awareness at all, that is that is you tough. want an example on how to hang out with us. Mason Dunn, mm. he hung out with us in Daytona and <laughs> He just happened to be with us when we accidentally got invited to the Cup Series motorhome lot, and he fit right in to the point where even Brandon McReynolds was like, I fucking know you. And then they hit it off and struck off a conversation about some slack-jawed hillbilly late model racer they used to work for. Cross-eyed country pumpkin. <laughs> so that's that's what you need to do. Is He was almost like seen and not heard. Yeah. And like, we're literally sitting in Noah's motorhome. Yeah. And also another pro tip too. If you ever meet a professional, anything talk about talk literally about anything else. <laughs> yeah. That, so that's like coming up to Bobby at a racetrack and being like, so welding, huh? It's like, <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, dude, fuck off. <laughs> Out of all things, what chaps my ass the most, and it doesn't happen very often, but I occasionally will get like a, so last night at the go-karts, I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 we ain't doing this today. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I I say this, though, like the we're going off the names thing and like, 
you know, there's just so many people that are obviously all over social media and, and it's it's nice when someone actually introduces themselves because it's really hard to put a face to a name. Even like the people that are the most active on, on Patreon or the most active on Facebook or Instagram, it's like, yeah, we know your name, but like when you just like walk up to us like we know you automatically. We definitely do not. Um, there was a couple people. We will act like we do, though. Oh, which, time, every time. which might I make will, it worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll fool you every time. Yeah. Every time. There, like, there was... There's just so much like, that's always going on. You know, I feel like people, like, message us when we're at the racetrack. Like, hey, like, I want a t-shirt. I'm in fucking section 69. turn four. And you're, like, sick. And so then you're, like, oh, shit, now I got to go over there. And you, like, go over there. And then you come back. And someone's, like, oh, I just, I was just, I knew you were over here. And, uh, you know, now I, I want to buy you a beer. And I'm, like, that's great. Fantastic. And it's, like, have a gr- whole conversation. Don't actually know the guy's name. Uh, I do feel <clears throat> really bad because um, uh, I did have in my notes uh, to tell you, Bobby, that the Bushlight Apple Girl's dad was giving me shit in the beer line and then bought me a beer and i don't know Bush his name Light other than the Apple. bush like he was a push guy at star or something like oh, that justin bowman yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so Maybe. exactly that's like another that's, that's someone that i i knew yeah, the face yeah he didn't know the name he sent me a snap of you and daniel eugene i yeah. feel like it's almost worse to to know the name and not the face as opposed to knowing the face and not the name because of, like we see the names pop up all the time like you said on the social media stuff and then people will come up and then talk to us and it's like i don't know who you are well, then and most of the time we have discussions like we just had and we just learn who these people are. Yeah. Like yeah. that happened to me at Loudon. Um, dude came up and was talking to us and just, oh, you know, good to see you guys. And then, where's Charlie? He's on his way. And he leaves and Brad's, I was like, look at Brad. Like, who is that guy? <laughs> and he tells me, I'm like, okay, now I know. Name, yeah. name, face, social media. Good yeah. to go. Yeah. <clears throat> but if if none of the three of us know, then you're fucked. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, just yeah. introduce yourself to be safe. Yeah, it's okay. Even, there's probably like a six point nine percent chance of it. Nice. Yeah, we know. Yeah, and I um, and I like so so that's that's worst case scenario. There's just like so many people that you see like once a year, like you've met once, and then like you've you know you've seen them yeah, by know, face, and they've told you their name once. But I know, then you I haven't know heard you. their name again. And yeah, you're we like, were oh, at fuck. Bally's <laughs> at Atlantic City, and it was fucking loud and dark. I don't yeah. remember who you are. Four years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Like uh, I like I, I did uh, I had a couple shout outs I had to give a shout out to uh, Dave Sykes and uh, he bought me a couple beers at the uh, the beer garden the new patio and then uh, Dan Moore uh, I don't want to make Dan Moore upset at all completely forgot his name until um, I knew that I had him as a friend on Facebook and I was like I know I know his name what the fuck is it I was getting so pissed and then uh, I was up in the grandstands and I uh, I had to look it up but um, that also guys. happens those guys are super cool. that also happens too is like I'll just be like scrolling and be like who is this person. And I'll click on their page, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got it's it. <laughs> neat. It's a nice little community that we've built, and it's uh, really hard to keep up with all of our uh, well, I, I think I think the first, like, one of the coolest first realizations that I remember, it was, I think it was just Brad and I, and we're at Star. And this was, fuck, two or three years ago at this point. And, like, things had kind of just started rolling and, and getting pop, like, relatively popular from the get-go. And we're at Star, and we're walking through like the front uh, grandstands there to go get food or something, uh, probably to do a tenny tally. And uh, a couple people walk by us in BFP t-shirts. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I was like, who is that? He's like, I, I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I was like, oh, so neither of us know. That was, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It so. was one of those things where like we didn't really – like I, I feel like at least me personally, I'm bad. If like someone comes up to like, hey, I want to buy a t-shirt off you, I'd be like, fuck yeah. You know, like just like try to make sure that I have what they want. Oh, like what size? Oh, you want this shirt? Okay, cool. Oh, great. 
cash exchange. Thank you for listening. You know, I really appreciate it. Like walk away. And then like the next time they'll come back and be like, Hey Brad, what's going on? I'm like, Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> I hope there's not a question coming up uh, that uh, pertains to a name because I definitely forgot the first time, but <laughs> I don't um, think they're ever going to be like, Hey, what's my name? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. You know, the fact that you just brought that up means that Lee this weekend is going to be Do a that. rough one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say pal. Cause yeah. uh, that's what but, I just, cause yeah. Cuzzy. call everyone pal but buzz um yeah skip i, I did i did need Chap. to uh did need to thank the, uh dan and dave for uh, for buying a couple beers for me i definitely walked in there with like 35 dollars in cash and uh, i was trying to tuck away the uh, the hundred that uh, we got at go-karts i was like that's gonna be saved for north carolina next week and uh so i only had 35 bucks left i'm like okay that's like five beers like that's probably good enough i already had a bunch in the, the car anyways and uh, then I got in there, and uh, I think between to soup sandwiching between uh, yeah Bushlight Apple and uh, Dave Sykes and Dan Moore, and uh, I think Blaze bought me a uh, vodka soda at some yeah it was a uh, it was an aggressive one for sure, um, but all in good fun. Um, the SK Light finish. I don't know if have you watched the uh, the Saturday portion back yet. <clears throat> so my plan was to watch uh, just watch it in like little bites, mm. and then I decided to go into a rock concert tomorrow uh, last night was a better idea. So. I haven't watched anything from Stafford yet. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, uh, the SK Light finish was, um, you know, basically uh, that Sullivan feller that um, might have been related to the one that broke our beer pong table, won by about a country mile. In the SK Lights? Yeah. Brian was running a light? The 46 car? I thought he ran regular SKs. No. I think, well, I think he does have both. Moved down to Junior Varsity then, huh? Well, he, he ran those, I know, full-time like two years ago. But, yeah, yeah no, he actually he won by literally like five one-thousandths of a second over, uh, I believe it was Tyler Chapman. Um, so that was cool. He works on Chapman's cars. He, yeah. He uh, maintains uh-huh. them for those guys. It was a super, super clean finish. Um, wasn't much beating and banging. Um, Sullivan just got a little loose <laughs> coming out of four. What do you mean? You can't use up the car, you, the guy you work for, <laughs> for the win? <laughs> yeah. No, I guess not. Um, uh, I didn't have much... Uh, other notes other than Tom Fern won the uh, late model race. That was cool. Alex went against her own advice and didn't make all the laps. The yeah. Fuck Alex. Yeah. I, well, I idiot. Don't do that. Fucking rookie. I wish I didn't just <laughs> delete whatever I had as a note because, um, one of the, I think it was one Did of the, try rays. edit undo. Um, hold on. Uh, Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? Insert drawing. I don't Did think you that's try it. filling it with dirt? Um, all right, hear me out. <laughs> small foot. <laughs> we, we give monster trust. Grave filler. <laughs> Um, <laughs> minimum destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one the best. Uh, yeah, I think it just said your truck's fuck. like the color of Max Destruction too. We could just put minimum destruction on the door. <laughs> fuck yeah, that'd be great. Instead yeah. of bulldozer, it's just uh, like fucking backhoe or cow, something. Cow horns. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Flo? Uh, yeah, what happened? Uh, I was at uh, the Monster Jam. Click, <laughs> click. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think but I just had... But uh, I brought it back with a full tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> on a flatbed. Uh, Funniest <laughs> bit in Jackass history. The first one they ever did in their first movie. <laughs> They'd fucking destroy the rental car. But I brought it back with a full tank of gas. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> I, hit, I hit a dog. <laughs> Ah, fuck. <laughs> One of my favorite jackass bits is when they put Wee Man on the end of a dock and they had like a fucking, uh, those swamp boats or like a giant fan in front of him. <laughs> and it's just, it just shows his face and all he does is throw a parachute up and it fucking launches him across the river. Ah, oh, fuck. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that my notes went in uh, in order of uh, 43 late model. Allegedly, his name's Durand. Uh, what a save! And then I think the next one said one of the Rays wrecked the 43, and Alex was involved. I'm, I'm next to positive. That's what it said. Um, <laughs> you'll have that on them bigger jobs. Uh, the uh, 10 late model, um, not my weapon of the week, but uh, I did have uh, uh, weapon. Just 10 late model. Uh, weapon just because uh, i had actually picked zach robinson in a race pool and he cost me um, winning that one as well um by just going into turn three or turn one sorry um on the uh, on the last lap and just completely shipped zach robinson um probably was a little bit faster um zach might have blocked but uh that don't let the facts get in the way of a good story especially from standing outside of turn four so um yeah like i said tom fern won that race what else happened? Um, I think just, oh Jimmy blew it absolutely Showtime. fucking dick stomped him. Um, that that for sure happened. And then uh, Ron Silk absolutely fucking dick stomped him. So um, I think uh, I think I think uh, Jimmy blew it's one of our uh, our white whales, if you will, to try to get on the uh, the old podcast. Yeah, we uh, <coughs> we asked him once if he could do Zoom, and he said Zoom in on this, and he bent over and showed us his ass. So. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't well, a no. That's what you're saying. <laughs> we'll try again. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, poor Ron Silk got gilded into it. Uh, we've got to the point. Group of people he probably wasn't going to bend over stone sober right after a win. I feel like we've reached the point with Jimmy where he recognizes our faces and enough to say hi, but for sure does not know who I we still are. Oh, 1,000% because every time I see him, I'll just walk up and be like, what's up, black flag? I'm like, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> are you black legal, or are you flag? <laughs> yeah, yes. Which one of us podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah. The law firm with black flagged and podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely, definitely got to make that happen at some point. But yeah, um, better than butt plugged. Yeah, butt plugged uh, podcast. We'll have some, I guess, uh, Patreon questions a little bit later yeah, on. That we'll just bring um, back up to Stafford. But uh, real quick, Wiscast had also raced and uh, better than last week, where I was like, I had no, I got no fucking idea what went on up there. I have a little bit of an idea what went on up there. What happened, Bob? Zach Audet, uh, best of Jimmy Childs and Kyle Willett in the <laughs> feature spotlight for the Outlaw Minis. Um. Best wishes to Scotty Hall. He fucking hit the wall a oh my god yeah. metric fuck ton driver side first. Um, Not recommended. Believe he spent some time in the hospital. I don't know. I don't think he spent the night, but he uh, he was okay. Um, shit pumped that race car though. That thing was killed. Um, he's a friend of the program, so uh, best wishes for to sure. Him for sure. Well, best uh, wishes to anyone that wrecks a race yeah, car and gets hurt. But driver siding it into the concrete is never recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan St. Clair beat out Jonathan Emerson and Will Collins in the late model sportsman feature. The Roadrunners was won by Chip Farrington over Noah McGrath and Kyle Enman. The, the TNL Automotive Modifieds feature was won by my screen jumping, and now I lost where I was. <laughs> uh, Nick Reno beat out uh, Ryan Ripley and Steve Reno. Matty Sanborn was fourth. And the Portland Glass Strictly Streets was won by Caleb Emerson Mains over Zach Emerson and Matt Cannon Jr. Nice. So uh, that was Wiscasset. Um, Wiscasset, another track, doing a heck of a job uh, keeping that place uh, up to date and doing some. Uh, got the Coastal 200 coming right up here in a couple weeks. So. Cool renovations there as well, too. First, I believe that's I'm still next an, Sunday. I'm still an yeah. advocate for the um, just putting a ski lift in there um, to to get to the grandstands, but. Maybe that's uh maybe that'll be on the agenda later on. But my Patreon questions decided they were no longer <clears throat> willing want to be with us. Oh, here we are. I uh, I do have um this one I I really wanted to put a little bit of em- emphasis on before we get full fucking bedarded um and uh, just get off the rails. I uh, I knew right when um this this question or this comment I guess came in uh, that it was going to be a tough one because I don't know if this guy's last name is Bashy or 
Bashay or Bash. Um, but Michael, I want to go Bashay because that sounds cooler. Um, but it's B A S H E. So Michael Bash, allegedly. Bash. Um, Bash, something like that. I apologize. Um, I think I actually just followed him on Bass, Instagram. Bash He. And uh, yeah, that's actually definitely yeah, it for sure. I, I think um, <laughs> I believe I might have actually drank with him at one point um, recently, or at a NASCAR or something. Boss, but, um, boss, hey, he says this is uh, this is not really a question, but this is uh, this is a cool little comment that we uh, we actually get from time to time, but not usually from a Patreon pal that uh, is this dedicated. So this encapsulates what we are trying to do here. Exactly. So listen up. Uh, what's up, boys? First of all, shout out to Mother Nature for pushing the Sizzler to this past weekend. Was able to drag my ass down up from south carolina from down oh from down in south carolina sorry that's on me fucking whoops um up to check it out was my first new england area short track experience and it did not disappoint well you picked a good one and maybe refrain from going to the other ones uh i used to live in south portland and worked in boston and i wish i was into racing back then as much as i am now stafford is a hell of a racetrack it puts on a damn good show the facility is phenomenal, and the SKs are pieces of art. The people at the track are awesome, and the drivers even better. Had a pit pass both days, so I got to chat with the drivers and see the race cars up close. Great racing, great people, and cool race cars. Got a pit cat hat and cheered on friend of the program, old 88 machine. Shout out to Ron Silk and Woody for P1 and P2. 115 out of 10 would recommend. Loved it so much, probably going to drag the camper up there next year in camp. Appreciate the program, fellas. Program, fellas. Sorry, should have known. Uh, would have, ha- wouldn't have had the interest if it wasn't for the show. Holla if you're ever down south. And he said, "Y'all if are ever down south." And I just fucked that up in my New England uh, normalcy. <laughs> you guess. all, yeah. Holla if y'all ever down south. But yeah, that's definitely exactly what we're trying to do with this program. And uh, awesome that uh, we had a pal come all the way up from South Carolina just because they heard all about us gloating over it. Uh, and, uh, we expect our radio show. We expect our commission check from Stafford to be in the mail any minute. Yeah, mm, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one was super cool. Um, I mean, whatever, whatever we can do to help get people to the racetrack sucks. I wish uh, I would have known and uh, was able to, you know, catch up with uh, our good pal Mike here, uh, Patreon pal, and uh, you know, you come up from South Carolina. That's that's a pretty cool story. I mean, you go into a, a short track. I don't know if there's many, uh, I mean, many people that would uh, do that just for a short track race. I mean, I, I personally will. I I want to go down to uh, the All American at some point in the near future, and obviously we go to the Snowball Derby. But um, super cool and uh, just knowing that it was uh, because of this program is uh, even better. So I uh, wanted to read that one first for sure. So the last couple of questions we have for this week, we are doing a Patreon show tonight as well. Um, Tyler Bauer, if you could build a short track anywhere in the country, where would it be and how would it be configured? Only rule is it has to be a new track. You cannot bring back an old one. He says if he were to choose somewhere in the middle of Massachusetts and it'd be a bullring, um, ick. Yeah, um, I'm thinking yeah. like Gray, Maine, because it's one minute from my house. Yep, and also one minute from Oxford. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> true. Um, that's actually a good question. I don't really know. I mean, I, I just personally would like it to be close to home because uh, they're the one that was 20 minutes from home is no longer in existence. Um, and I feel like you can't go wrong with like a a star or Waterford type layout, you know, mm. the quarter to third mile, but not too much bank where your corner speed's too high, but, but still enough to where you can move around and race. 
Um, maybe I'm partial, but Waterford Speed Bowl is the perfect short track in the world, and I cannot wait to go there this weekend. Yeah, um, Waterford, uh, that, that layout definitely provides for some pretty great racing. Maybe, I don't know, um, maybe that <clears throat> just uh, in like Arundel. Not on the current property that Arundel's right next is. to Bentley Saloon. Which <laughs> yeah. <mint. laughs> yeah, yeah, right next to Bentley Saloon, um, and just a Waterford style racetrack, something like that, a little bull ring that uh, was a race, race a little, little joint, joint. Yeah. as Sean Foster would say, if he mm-hmm. would text us back. Um, <laughs> I've always thought it'd be cool to have like a, you know how like Charlotte has like the four racetracks. They've got like the big track. Um, there's like the little or like even Vegas has like the bull ring and then the dirt track and you know Charlotte has like the four wide drag strip a and all compound that stuff. of racetracks if you would I think that would be I think it would just be cool to have like a black flagged fucking motorsports fucking metropolis if you will <laughs> where you just have like a you know an asphalt track a dirt track a fucking mud scooter track hey, a road course hear me out we put dirt in the middle <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and get we get monster trucks minimum destruction <laughs> Smallfoot and grave filler by El Toro Pony, <laughs> and um, no, I, I just I've always thought that that'd be really cool. Just get like a million La, acres of land and La Tora Loca, yeah, that the one too. Female version, <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know, but I, I like Bobby said though. I've always been an advocate for tracks that have uh, slow corner speed, like you said. I like places like Winchester and Nashville. They're really cool. Um, but if you ever watch those races, like the Winchester 400 or whatever, they get wicked strung out They're You know, there's not a ton of side by side racing where if you slow that corner speed down and you have a racetrack that's, you know, flatter, maybe not as flat as what we're used to with like a Beechridge and Oxford, but, um, flatter in nature where you do get the multiple grooves to work. Um, I think that that puts on one heck of a show. And then, um, I think 99% of what puts in, a good show is the amenities and what makes the actual production itself. Cause like even Ron Silk said, he's like, you know, going to Stafford at the end of the day, you're still going to a race and a racetrack, but it's an event, you know, compared to like other places where you're just, you're going to a race and then you go home. Um, so I think that it's, it's important to make sure that the show is incorporated in that. Next one comes from Jordan Powell. He says weapon of the week nomination for me is me for paying for possibly having to pay $30 to park 8.5 miles away from the all-star race on Sunday. That Holy is fuck. tough. I, uh, <clears throat> I was, uh, actually, I got a couple of messages this past week about, uh, going to the all-star race or, um, just going to the next, uh, handful of nights, um, in general, um, Anyone that is not currently aware, if you if you have a Flow Sports subscription, uh, get the bottle of Jergens and maybe like a Michelob Ultra ready for uh, the next two nights. Uh, <laughs> we are bringing back Discord Night in America this week, kids. We are, yeah. There's a big Let's fucking go. There's a big couple I'm getting races. wine drunk again. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait I'm wearing a. <laughs> What, what was I wearing? Oh, I'm wearing a Rey Mysterio mask again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and holding, and holding a cat. Nine. I threw that yeah. out. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have to get the props ready. But uh, yeah, ASA race tomorrow at North Wilkesboro. I believe it's at like 8 o'clock. And then I think it's Cars Tour. Uh, yeah, pros. Pros, pros and stonks. late model stonks um, on Wednesday. So whole slew of race cars coming from North Wilkesboro. It's going to be phenomenal. But that being said, uh, there was a reason why I didn't go to the All-Star Race, which I really wanted to do, and that was because it was a absolute logistical nightmare the last time they tried to do it. So uh, this weekend should be terrible, and uh, I will go when they figure that all out because if they're going to do that many reservations, probably not the last time they're going to North Worksboro. So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna just uh, hold I, off. I can't second. imagine they dumped all that money and time into that for this to be a one-time deal. So yeah. uh, I, I'm 
pretty sure Wilkesboro is here to stay, uh, which is cool. Uh, a lot of history behind that racetrack. Seems as though they're doing it right by updating all the amenities and uh, things for the fans, but also keeping the, the nostalgia, if you will, uh, with a lot of the old Winston logos just getting clear-coated over and, and leaving them there. I'm pretty um, sure the scoreboard is still manual. Uh, like yeah. a human has to but they change got a, the numbers. But they got a new one, though. I think it's a new scoreboard, but it's still yeah. manual like that, which is cool. Um, so they're definitely doing it right, it seems. And uh, I think I, so that also because it's Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to push off uh, BFP night in North America just one week. Uh, so that anybody who is either a going to the race, participating in the race or going to watch the race uh, doesn't have to worry about racing with a bunch of virgins online. Instead, we're all going to sit on Discord and watch other people race you online. Get yes. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, got any other weapons of the week from you fellas? Uh, I have one. I have one as well. So uh, I work in a collision center now, uh, as many of you know. And uh, obviously I can't say names or give out too specific information. But uh, Weapon of the Week goes out to the person who brought in their vehicle. Uh, that did they got, hit a dog? They got, Well, it was a big dog if they did. Um, vehicle gets totaled. Uh, whilst uh, the process of going on uh, of the insurance company figuring out that their vehicle gets totaled, they wreck our loaner car tough draw uh after <laughs> after they uh they they bring our loaner car back wrecked they buy a new vehicle that was then back a week later total <laughs> i didn't know ross chastain <laughs> lived in <Maine. laughs> so they wrecked three cars in the matter of about three weeks they should probably have their driver's license for votes you know um could have been the other guy's fault <laughs> probably not <laughs> all three of them um hat trick but yeah uh yeah hat trick to that guy and uh, stick, stick taps well well done <laughs> so uh speaking of stick ball sports this is not not a baseball podcast but bradley and i went to the uh portland deep sea canines game um the ocean wolves if you will yeah yeah that'd be the portland sea dogs or they actually they were the 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 moose de main for some reason the elches they and uh yeah dude comes in they're getting fucking shit pumped and uh Dude comes in with a uh, he starts the inning with a twenty seven point zero ERA, which is uh, horrendous, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to see this guy pitch all nine innings. It, <laughs> it would have been a home run derby. And the one uh, batter he faced uh, hit a dong shot over the right field wall, and his ERA jumped dramatically from twenty seven to fifty four. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe try outfield. Yeah, I absolutely third, third, anything. Third else. base. Be an accountant. Absolutely love uh, going to the Ocean Puppies game. Uh, hilarious going with Sea uh, Money. Oh, a, yeah. Uh, friend of the program, longtime friend of the program. Been on, a, uh, I believe, a Patreon show a while back, but uh, just so funny. Uh, he, yeah. the, guy, the guy comes in, throws like three pitches, and they're all fucking balls. And he's, he's not facing anyone. He's warming up, and they're literally not even close to hitting the strike zone. Skipping the dirt. And Chris, Chris just takes a sip of his beer and goes, oh, yeah, sick. This guy, 2070. All right, yeah, let's bring this guy in. Fucking down four to one. And, uh, yeah, it just got significantly worse from there. They got absolutely shelled. So. The, the, they were out. They were down like 6-1, 7-1. It was starting to stack up. So the place kind of thins out. And uh, that's when uh, our stand-up routine took over. And yeah. we captivated the hearts of everybody sitting in the section next to us. We were making them laugh. Uh, yeah. They walk three batters in a row. And so uh, dude gets up to the to the box. And Chris just goes, hey, don't swing. 
<laughs> and he walked him. <laughs> walked him and run. Yeah. And walked then another guy struck out. We're like, we told you not to swing. Did you see the last three fucking guys? Yeah. And Leave then, the stick on your shoulder. To make it even worse, some dude comes up with this big old muzzy. He's got at least, if not the bases loaded, he has two guys on the base. And I'm like, hey, no need to swing on this guy. This guy can't even hit the fucking strike zone. Guy goes up legitimately, swear to God, pitch one fucking skies it like to 295 <laughs> it is just, just rounds the bases and i like looked around and i was like i'm so sorry guys like uh all the uh, diehard sea dogs fans that were uh, really thought we were still in it when it was a uh, seven to one it's now uh fucking 11 to one so got a lot of uh thanks for making us laugh fellas on yeah the, on the way out of the stadium we're like yeah thanks you can see us on tour um, yeah we'll be, we'll be going on tour here yeah, we'll be on the state we'll be at the state theater in a couple weeks with uh tens of people um and 30 dollar beers being sold but well, they were only eight bucks last night oh beautiful what a deal. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The the last uh, little Patreon deal that I did uh, see was uh, our buddy Slim that just, just said. Uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Pretty I much think. who was who the uh, dick stomp driver of the weekend. And uh, there was quite a few of them, I yeah. think. Cookie's got to be on the list. Yeah, Cookson had a pretty solid one. Jimmy um, Blewett absolutely fucking dick stomped him in the SK race. And uh, I mean, Ron Silk just, like he mentioned earlier, fucking. Solid weekend. Can't go uh, better than winning. Yeah, only your heat won thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Can't go better so. than winning your heat race, uh, winning the duels, and leading uh, the most laps in a race that pays one hundred fifty dollars per lap to lead. So, um, yeah, um, I will go with uh, I'll go with Ron Silk for winning me money. Yeah, I'll so. take Cookson just because I was lucky enough to turn a wrench or two on it over the course of the day. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh, NASCAR happened. Ross Chastain crashed some shit. William Byron won. Do as anyone give a fuck? Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Martin Truex Jr. is a oh fucking my God. idiot too. What a dick lunch. <laughs> I mean, like, even worse than Ross Chastain. I mean, Ross Chastain was just trying to do what Kyle Larson did back to him. Um, obviously wrecked himself, which was fucking hilarious. And then uh, Martin Truex Jr. just goes into the corner and then just clears himself high, wrecks himself in half the field. After wrecking himself earlier in the yeah. state, uh, state, at the end of stage two. One of the fastest cars on the track, um, for sure. I think it was probably a toss-up between the one and the 19. Um, and, uh, you know, they let Ross drive the truck, and he drove it straight into the fence. And... Uh, Martin Truex Jr. just ran completely out of talent twice, um, which is great because I picked him uh, on the actual uh, Black Flag playbook to win the race. Um, that didn't obviously happen. And uh, then um, before I actually left the state of Massachusetts or uh, Connecticut, I guess, I did place a bet on William Byron to win and Chase Elliott to finish in the top five, which I didn't make public because I was afraid that that wouldn't happen. And um, then both of those hit. So profitable weekend. Sound like a fucking idiot on the playbook. Um, water is wet. The sky is blue. That happens every week. So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of NASCAR, boys, uh, we are back, and we do have a new official Puskis Pooper review uh, from Darlington. Uh, so here it is, Puskis Pooper review, Darlington, six point one out of ten. Ooh, that's not that. Uh, I that's feel like not great. it's not great for South Carolina. That's pretty good. Uh, very nice vinyl flooring and decent temp makes it welcoming. Not the best smell in the world, and the toilet seat in the stall I'm in is slipping and sliding around like the cars will be later today. <laughs> Not a bad experience and a nice place to take a break. Uh, here's where here where it gets interesting, and it would make sense if you could see the picture. But uh, yes, that is a sweat stain of my balls because it's so damn humid here. Jesus. Uh, so I, I believe the recommendation is don't wear gray underoos uh, to Darlington, South Carolina. Uh, Six point one out of ten. Puskas Pooper Review, Darlington. 
Wow. Yeah, I will say uh, one of the first things that happened to me at Stafford was I went into uh, one of the stalls. I sat down. I shut the door. I was so tired. Um, didn't realize that there was no stopper on the lock, so I just pushed the lock in. Poop, and Poop with friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, all someone needed to do was just walk by with a brisk fucking jog or jaunt, and I uh, would have just blown the door right open. And uh, instead, I was very much just sitting there playing on my phone, staying out of the heat, and um, was like placing bets for the day, and all of a sudden the door comes swinging open, and I'm like, Oh, fuck. And then I just had to uh, just promptly sit there for the next little bit and wait for that dude to vacate the premises. And uh, I looked like I was uh, trying to catch them all or whatever. But um, yeah, no, uh, it's always good when someone opens a stall um, when you're uh, when you're you're trying to leave or get a pooper review going. So, yeah. So we got a busy weekend this coming weekend, boys, it sounds like Mm -hmm. Uh, we're back. Like we alluded to earlier in the show, we're back at Bartlett on Friday night for week two. Number two. Cheap entertainment, good crowd on hand. It uh, helps when there's a big uh, dirt scooter event on the property. Those uh, those kids always come over and check it out. Also had almost 80 go-karts on the property. 74 carts for seven divisions on opening night. So another uh, another good solid night for, uh, for the crew over there. Uh, Saturday night, I'm at the New London Waterford Speedwell for the Smack Tour season opener. I pray to fucking God that we don't race last. Because we normally do, and that's a three and a half hour ride home that usually sucks dick. Yeah, uh, I will obviously be, be at go-karts, like you mentioned. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing any race carring on uh, Saturday, of course. Uh, my Saturdays are free now for the rest of the year. And um, uh, Sunday, 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 fun day, um, the, uh, the American Canadian Tour invades Lee USA Speedway. For, I believe it's the Governor's Cup 125, I want to say. Uh, $10,000 to win race, I believe. I might also just be speaking out of my ass for everything I just said. But uh, regardless, it's Operation Pack the Bar. Um, Lee's first race of the season. You know that we uh, always hype up. 150 laps. Whoa, okay. Long distance. Mm. Save them tires. Be like Dylan Estrella. Run the piss out of it. Um so, uh, yeah, uh, Operation Pack the Bar, like we uh, mentioned, uh, most of our friends come out in droves for uh, Lee. Uh, Lee is uh, one of the closest racetracks to where we are currently sitting. So um, definitely uh, want to get uh, as many people there as possible. 10000 to win for uh, the American Canadian Tour, which uh, they always put on a great show, especially at a place like Lee that eats up tires. And uh, they always bring, for some reason, like 75 cars. So Twin features for the six shooters, Ridge Runners, American Canadian Tour, uh, Pure Stocks, and Pro Stocks as well. Uh, heat races start at four o'clock, which is a lucky break on my behalf because I was looking like I wasn't going to get to go to Lee, but with the late start time, I, uh, I'll be there. Sweet. Fuck yeah. So, uh, same thing as you boys, Friday, Bartlett, Saturday, uh, we have the baby shower. Uh, so what are you showering it with? Uh, Champagne. you get it. Uh, presents. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> by baby shower, that very much means it is Lindsay's baby shower, which very much means that I get to go down the street to, uh, the Brunswick with, uh, my father-in-law, Dan, uh, brother-in-law, Jeffrey, and anybody listening who happens to be in the Southern Maine area on the beach or around the beach at old orchard beach, head on down to the Brunswick and, uh, make, uh, or help me get drunk, I guess. And then uh, we'll cause a scene and go pick up all the presents from the shower. And then uh, I'll get yelled at. And then we'll go to uh, Lee on Sunday, where I will be in the announcer's booth uh, for all the weekly divisions at Lee USA Speedway, right alongside Randy Wheelock, uh, while you guys are down at the bar and uh, try to put on a show for everybody. 
Does that mean you get to come uh, hang out with us when uh, Aaron Maynard takes over the uh, reins for the American Canadian Tour? I think at that point my job may be done, and I very well may be. Uh, <laughs> Good news: the uh, American Canadian Tour features right in the middle of the lineup. So, so oh, perfect! So you can only come have six. Probably of them. not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I might make an appearance uh, either during then or at the end of the night. But uh, no, it'll be fun. Uh, new experience. Uh, be on the mic for a big track for the first time in a little while, and apparently I'm one of the main guys now. So uh, everybody who's listening. Go-karts Friday, get drunk somewhere Saturday, or go to Bobby's race, or uh, and or go to Lee on Sunday. You can go to Wiscasset on Saturday. You can go yes. to Star Speedway. You can, you can go to Oxford if you want. Yeah, if you, you can want. go anywhere. <laughs> but, uh, Hell, you can go to Beechridge for all I care. There's just not a lot <laughs> going on. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think you need to go there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. it. I think that's it. I think we're going to uh, sit down and record a Patreon show for all the pals over there. If you haven't subscribed and you've been uh, dragging your feet on doing so, definitely, uh, yeah, nice. definitely jump on over there and uh, you'll get some extra content this week. So, um, good time to sign up. We'll have uh, we'll be restarting our race pool um, for uh, basically we do a, we've been doing a, a season long one. It's going to be we're doing it I guess half season. So um, it'll restart I think at the uh, beginning of July and um, we'll crown a winner. Give them some uh, free merch. I think it was like two hundred and fifty three hundred dollars worth of free merch. I'll have to go back and look at the notes because uh, I forgot that. Like I forgot everyone's name and uh, we'll restart. Do it again. So re rack them and uh, everyone that joins on Patreon is eligible and uh, you just got to play for the uh, the whole uh, half of the season. So um, easy way to win some free merch. We'll have some giveaways. We'll definitely have a giveaway coming up here shortly. And, um, you know, I think that, um, one thing that we should, uh, we should do is probably, um, uh, I feel bad fucking up his name for a second time, but Michael Bashay, um, Michael Bassey, Michael Bache. Um, I feel like we should give him a, a free t-shirt. You get, you get some, uh, you get, you get a little stick taps and some kudos for driving, uh, about, uh, about fucking 10,000 miles to the spring sizzler just for listening to this podcast. So, um, I know, uh, I now follow him on Instagram, so Shoot me a DM and uh, we'll get you a free T-shirt sent out in the mail. So, Fuck or unless yeah. you're going to be at the Coke 600 next week, I'll uh, I'll just <laughs> deliver it to you in person. So, um, but yeah, this has uh, been episode 219. Thanks to Ron Silk for jumping on board. Super cool guy. Uh, hopefully, everyone enjoyed the interview. I think that uh, we all did, and uh, I'm sure everyone else will as well. And um, yeah, also shout out Benny's Auto Body, Speedway 95. And uh, all of our partners here at the Black Flag Podcast. And uh, we'll see you at Lee on Sunday. And then uh, see you next Tuesday. Race car, race car, here we go, race car.